at my left. Uh, and having done so, uh, I call on, on, on the house to observe a moment of silence for prayer or meditation. Thank you very much. Uh, honorable delegates, before we, we proceed, I would like to remind you of the, the following, that the virtual sitting constitutes a sitting of the National Council of Provinces, that the place of the sitting is deemed to be Cape Town, where the seat of the National Council of Provinces is that delegates in the virtual sitting enjoy the same powers and privileges that apply in the sitting of the National Council of Provinces, that for the purposes of the quorum, all delegates who are locked onto the virtual platform shall be considered um, uh, present, that delegates must switch on their, their videos if they want to speak, that delegates should ensure that the microphones on their gadgets are muted and must always remain muted. That the interpretation facility is active, that permanent delegates, members of the executive, special delegates and SALGA representatives are requested to ensure that the interpretation facility on their gadgets are properly activated to facilitate access to the interpretation services. That any delegate wishes to speak must use the raise your hand function and or ICO. That any delegate who wishes to raise a point of order should in accordance with the rule 69.3 indicate in terms of which rule he or she is, is rising. Honorable delegates have been informed that there will be no notices of motion or motions without notice, except the motions on the order paper in the name of the, the chief. I now call upon the chief to read the first motion on the order paper. Chief Whip. Thank you very much. Uh... Uh, Honorable uh, Chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, I move that the motion on the other paper be accepted, thus granting further leave to Honorable uh, Lansman uh, due to ill health. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll now proceed to uh, voting on the motion. I shall put the question, and the, and the question is that the motion be agreed to. But before we proceed to voting, I shall allow provinces the opportunity to make their iterations of vote in terms of Rule 86, if they so wish. Uh, one more time, just a reminder, uh, iterations maximum allowed time is three minutes. Any one wishing to make a iteration? No. I now call upon the provinces to cast their vote. When call upon the heads of delegations, must indicate whether they vote in favor, against, or abstain. 
so we'll do so in alphabetical order. We'll start with the Eastern Cape. Eastern, Eastern Cape? Eastern Cape, Eastern Cape Eastern Cape agrees. Free State? Free State votes in favor, Chairperson. Uh, Free State votes in favor. Gauteng? Gauteng in favor, Chairperson. Gauteng in favor. Thank you very much. KwaZulu Natal? KwaZulu Natal, yes, I agrees. Limpopo? Limpopo support the motion. Mopo support the motion. Mpumalanga? Mpumalanga vote in favor, Honorable Chairperson. Mpumalanga vote in favor, Northern Cape? Northern Cape vote in favor, Honorable Chairperson. Northern Cape vote in favor, Northwest? Northwest vote in favor, Honorable Chair. Northwest vote in favor, Western Cape? Western Cape vote in favor. Western Cape vote in favor. Thank you very much. Uh, now voting is closed. Uh, uh, now to the details of the of the of the results. Uh, nine provinces have voted in favor. Uh, I therefore declare the motion. Uh, agreed to in terms of section 65 of the of the constitution. Uh, I now call on the chief whip to read the second motion on the order paper. Chief whip. Thank you once more, Chairperson. I, I move that the council notwithstanding provisions of rule 31, subsection one of the rules of the National Council of Provinces. Okay, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm on the wrong motion. Uh, Chair, let me just correct that. I move that the council resolve that rule 218 subsection one, which provides inter alia the consideration of a bill may not commence before at least three working days have lapsed since the committee's report was tabled. Be suspended for the purposes of consideration of the second adjustment appropriation 2021-2022 financial year bill, bill 8 of 2022, National Assembly. Uh, sorry, this, ta this table now is disturbing me here, Chair. Uh, and and uh, of the second adjustment appropriation and also appropriation bill 7 of national, from the National Assembly as conferred to us, section 77, that the House agree with the um, with the motion on the other paper. No, I sent my message. Thank you very much. Uh, we will now uh, proceed to voting on the motion. And I shall put the question. And the question is that the motion be, be agreed to. But before we proceed to voting, I shall now allow provinces the opportunity to make their declaration of vote in terms of Rule 86. If the so wish, uh, three minutes per, per deterioration. Uh, anyone wishing to make a deterioration? Uh, none. I now call upon the provinces to cut their votes, and I'll call, call upon to vote heads of delegation must indicate whether vote in favor, against abstain, will do so in alphabetical order. Um, uh, we'll start with the with the 
Eastern Cape. Eastern Cape? Eastern Cape, Yavu. Eastern Cape, Greece, Free State. Free State supports Honorable Chairperson. Free State supports Gauteng. In favor, Chairperson. Gauteng in favor, Mazunata. Yes, Gaslan. Mazunatal, yes, Limbopo. Limpopo support Chaperson. Limpopo support Mpumalanga. Mpumalanga support Honorable Chaperson. Mpumalanga support Northern Cape. Northern Cape support Honorable Chaperson. Northern Cape support Northwest. Northwest Northwest support Western Cape. Western Cape support. Western Cape support. Thank you very much. Uh, closing the voting. Uh, uh, now to the tradition of the results. Uh, all nine provinces have voted in, in favor. I therefore declare the motion agreed to in terms of section 65 of the constitution. Um, we will now proceed. Uh, but before we proceed on the de delegates, uh, 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 before proceeding to the first and second order, I would like to take this opportunity to welcome all permanent and special and special delegates to the House. Um, uh, we will now proceed to the first and, and second orders. Uh, first order, consideration of a report of select committee on finance, uh, announcement tablings and, and committee reports, 21st June 2022, page five, multilateral convention to implement tax treaty related to measures to prevent the uh, base erosion <laughs> and profit shifting dated the 21st of, of June 2022. And consideration of the report of select committee on finance, Announcement tablings and committee report 21 June 2022, page six. Protocol amending the agreement between the government of the Republic, Republic of South Africa and the government of the state of uh, Kuwait uh, for the avoidance of double taxation and the prevention of fiscal evasion with respect to taxes on income dated the 21st of June uh, 2022. Uh, I now call on Honorable uh, Ian Jadu, member of the Select Committee on Finance, to present the committee uh, uh, report. Sorry, there should not be Jadu. Uh, Jadu has been replaced by uh, Honorable Eunice Karim. Yes, sir. Honorable yes, sir. Karim? Uh, yes, Chairperson. Uh, it's not so much that I replaced him as it was a misunderstanding. Uh, basically, Chairperson Comrade explains we are dealing here with uh, um, two different types of instruments. One is a protocol agreement between our country and the uh, government of Kuwait, and the other is a multilateral instrument, which is part of uh, several countries. So, usually, what happens is our government, through the respective department and DERCO, negotiates these agreements with other countries. Sometimes it's a bilateral, sometimes a multilateral agreement. Now, in terms of the Constitution, I think it's 231, Chairperson, sub 2 of the Constitution. You have to approve uh, of, of these. You have to ratify them effectively. 
the power is limited. You either accept or you reject an agreement. You don't have the power to amend it. So what happens normally is where there are issues of public interest or interest to some constituency or other in the South African public, what would happen is the relevant department and Wendor Durka will consult with those constituencies or advertise in the Gazette for comments. So whatever consultation occurs, chairperson occurs before it comes to Parliament. <clears throat> and it becomes doubly uh, challenging for us on the NCOP side, because obviously we're not a federal state. We don't have agreements between one province here and the state of, say, Kuwait or uh, Britain or whoever. So, you know, there's no provincial dimension in this. So really, it's, it's a question of ratification, chairperson. And that's what our committee has done. And now we put it to the House to vote on. So basically, very quickly, the first one is <clears throat> something more familiar to our committee, uh, which is on base erosion and profit shifting. It's a multilateral instrument that uh, flows from the OECD and G20 countries, which we are a part of. Basically, what happens here is by base erosion and profit shifting, we mean... Uh, let's say the first part is, is eroding the base of a country, tax base. So what happens is, let's say a mining company, as often happens in our country, secures 10 rand of profits in our country. It doesn't pay the tax on the 10 rands of profits. It does with very sophisticated loopholes that they seek in our law. And with the help, interestingly, of the powerful chartered accountant companies, uh, they, they actually find a way of reducing their profits in this country to two runs, and the eight run extra profit, it gets processed through the Cayman Islands or Mauritius or one of these low tax havens. So, in fact, what happens basically is that <clears throat> the companies do not pay the tax that they've generated in our country. So we lose out in our fiscus, in our, our revenue, and they pay, and, and they pay it in another country where there's either no tax on that or very low tax. So we lose out. And that's why base erosion and profit shifting, in other words, they shift their profits from one country to another. They shift it to a country where, in fact, they made no, uh, no, there's no productivity shift. There's no economic activity. There's no profit secured there. And they move it there instead of paying their taxes. Yeah, mining companies in South Africa are particularly guilty of this. And you'll be surprised, Jefferson, or perhaps not surprised who serves on the boards of these companies. And this has been going on forever. In fact, our party's regime uh, stopped, uh, tried to stop it before we came to power anyway. And it's, it's, it's through the G20 and multilateral institutions that bring together developed and developing countries that we can seek to fire, fight this. And we constantly change our tax legislation to close the loopholes. But these experts who service these multinational companies are very sophisticated often, and they you know, find ways and means of avoiding paying the taxes they should. Now, on this one, uh, 137, 137 countries, 23 being African, have committed themselves to this multilateral instrument, and uh, uh, they're working together to the extent, uh, you know, we can. Uh, of course, many of these multinational companies, chairperson, are, the headquarters are in Europe and so on, in the developed part of the world. So we have to get their cooperation to tackle their very own headquartered companies. So there are 15 actions adopted uh, in this, uh, what we call BEPS, Base Erosion Profit Shifting Multilateral Instrument. And uh, we signed it on the 7th of June, 2017, our government did. Uh, uh, by January, 95 countries, including 13 African countries that ratified it, uh, athletes have adopted it, signed it, and two thirds of those have ratified it. The urgency for us to do this, Chairperson, is to adopt it, uh, is to actually ratify it is because as a member of G20 and the inclusive framework on BEPS, 
We have an international obligation to do this. And there's a peer review mechanism being conducted by other member countries. And we could earn negative points were we not to adopt it. And mercifully, our committees adopted it. Uh, then there's the Kuwait South African government protocol. <clears throat> this addresses the change from secondary tax on companies to dividend withholding tax. This treaty was signed in 2006. Uh, I think I'll read this here because it's quite complex and I don't want to get it wrong. So I'll read this as, as we adopted it. The protocol is aimed, Chairperson, at updating the existing South Africa Kuwait tax treaty and enabling South Africa to withhold dividend tax in respect of dividends paid by South African companies to Kuwaiti shareholders, so limiting the loss of revenue to the fiscus. So here again, it's a loss of the fiscus to our fiscus, and we need to stop that. So all we're doing is updating the agreement and nudging Kuwait to do the same on their side. So in 2000, South Africa announced changes to the secondary tax on companies to a dividend tax at the shareholder level. The implementation of the dividend withholding tax was dependent on the renegotiation of 10 tax treaties that had a zero withholding tax rate on dividends, changing the zero rate tax to two withholding tax rates based in shareholding, that is from five to 10% tax rates. These were tax treaties, Australia, Cyprus, Ireland, Kuwait, Netherlands, Malta, Oman, Seychelles, Sweden, and the United Kingdom. The South African Kuwaiti protocol is one of 10 protocols negotiated because of the change from the uh, dividends to the dividend to withholding tax. Now, the negotiation was concluded in 2007. South African officials have spent the past 10 years requesting Kuwait to sign the protocol. Chairperson, they wouldn't. On the 1st of April this year, last year, Minister Naledi Panda visited Kuwait and they did finally sign it. The nine protocols were negotiated as part of this project and they're in force now, except for the South Africa Kuwait protocol. The urgency regarding the entry into force of the South Africa Kuwait protocol is due to the fact that on 19 January 2019, the Netherlands Supreme Court issued a judgment in favor of the taxpayer on the application of the most favored nation clause in the South Africa-Netherlands tax treaty. And on 12 June 2019, a South African court in Cape Town issued a similar judgment. So basically, Chairperson, <coughs> the delay of implementing this part of the protocol has led to a substantial and continued loss to our fiscus because dividends paid to shareholders in the Netherlands are not subject to dividends without withholding tax. Now, basically, this revolves to a person around, say, for example, a, a multinational company is conducting business here and in another country. And so the issue arises about where, where do you pay the tax and how can you avoid double tax? And if you do have a double tax, which country gets what share of the tax? Uh, uh, so, so that's basically around which it it, it's processed and it's a protocol that we have to implement and we need to take further. And we therefore, as a committee, ask that the House do so. In fact, what happened was the DA, as I understand it, has voted in favor and the two other parties in our committee, the EFF and Freedom Front Plus, have withheld. Uh, they, they reserve their right on this. Thank you very much, Chairperson. <coughs> Can you unmute Chairperson? Unmute yourself. Chairperson, can you unmute, please? Chairperson, you are muted. Sorry about that. Uh, uh... Uh, saying thank you very much, uh, honorable delegates, and I put the question. The question is that the report be agreed to. 
But before we proceed to voting, I shall allow provinces the opportunity to make uh, their declarations uh, of vote in terms of Route 86, if they so wish. Uh, anyone wishing to make a declaration? Uh, no, none. Uh, we shall now proceed to the voting on, on the first order. And the, the question uh, is, is that the report be agreed to. Uh, I now call on the, on the provinces to cast their votes. When called upon uh, to do so, as the delegation must indicate whether they vote in favor, against, or abstain. We'll do so in alphabetical order. Uh, we'll start with the Eastern Cape. Eastern Cape? Eastern Cape, yeah, Eastern Cape, yeah, is voting in favor. Free State? Free State votes in favor, Chairperson. Free State votes in favor. Gauteng? Gauteng in favor, Chairperson. Gauteng in favor. Wazul Natal? Wazulu Natal? We'll skip them. Limpopo. Limpopo yai amokhela. Mpumalanga. Mpumalanga vote in favor, Honorable Chairperson. Mpumalanga vote in favor. Northern Cape. Northern Cape vote in favor, Honorable Chairperson. Northern Cape vote in favor. Northwest. Northwest vote. Northwest vote in in favor. Western Cape. Western Cape votes in favor. Western Cape votes in favor. Let's go back to Basuna. Chairperson, uh, our leader is just disconnected. I vote on behalf of our province. Thank you. In favor. In favor. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, having closed the voting, uh, we will proceed to the declaration of the results. Uh, uh, all nine provinces have voted in favor. I therefore declare the report agreed to in accordance with section 65 of the constitution. Thank you very much. Uh, now we'll move over to the second order. Uh, uh, but before I proceed to voting, I shall allow provinces the opportunity to make uh, the declarations of vote in terms of rule 86 if they so, 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 so wish. Uh, anyone wishing to make a declaration? None. Um, uh, we shall therefore proceed to voting on the second order. And the question is that the report be agreed to. Uh, and now call upon provinces to cast their votes. And when called upon uh, head of delegation must indicate whether they vote in favor, against, or abstain, we shall do so in alphabetical uh, uh, order. Okay. We'll start with the Eastern Cape. Eastern Cape, my Eastern Cape, Free State. Free State supports, Chair. Free State supports, Gauteng. Gauteng in support, Chair. Gauteng in support, Wazulu Natal. Support, 
Northern Cape support, Northwest. Northwest support, Chair. Northwest support, Western Cape. Western Cape support. Western Cape support. Uh, that uh, closes the voting. Uh, we'll now look at the duration of, of the results. All the nine provinces voted in favor. I therefore declare the report agreed to in accordance with section 65 of the constitution. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, we will now proceed to voting uh, on votes and uh, schedule, schedule uh, to the second adjustment appropriation bill and the appropriation bill. Uh, I wish to remind you of the the, the following. Uh, each delegate, including special delegates, shall have one vote. Uh, where there is no call for a division, a vote shall be carried and we shall, shall proceed to the next vote. Where a party wishes to object to a vote, that ob objection shall be noted and there will be no need uh, for, for a, 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 a division. A delegate wishing to call for, a, a, for division must draw the attention of the chair to the fact. In terms of rules, a call for division must be supported by at least four delegates. Delegates who, must be, who might be in the waiting room will be given for the first vote two minutes to join the house and 15 seconds in respect of votes thereafter. No delegate shall be allowed access uh, to the house whilst voting is in progress. Once the question is put, delegates uh, who wish to cast their vote must do so by the uh, raising, by using the raising your hand function. Uh, delegates must keep their hands raised until voting uh, closes. Procedural staff shall tally the votes. The table shall lower all hands after every vote. If a delegate is disconnected whilst voting takes place, the vote of the delegate shall be ascertained and the record shall be amended accordingly. A delegate wishes to make a declaration of vote must use the raise your hand function. Once recognized, the delegate should indicate his or a name, party, and do the declaration of the of declaration of vote. Uh, under the honorable delegates, we shall now proceed to the third order, consideration of, of votes and, and schedule, second adjustment appropriation, 2021-2022 financial year uh, bill, uh, B8, 2022, National Assembly, sec section 77. Um, uh, I now put uh, vote eight, uh, National Treasury. Uh, uh, in, in terms of my own notes here, uh, the, the, the vote, this vote is agreed to, uh, and the objection of DA, EFF, and FF plus uh, are noted. We will proceed then to uh, uh, vote uh, 18 health. Uh, I put vote 18 health. Uh, 
and it seems as well that this vote is agreed to. There's however an objection from the DA, EFF, and FF plus, and these objections are noted. We'll proceed to the schedule. Are there any, any, any objections? Um, uh, the indication here is that the GAFF and FF plus uh, are, are noted. Uh, I see there's a Ngube from Gaudi. The hand is up. Honorable Ngube? Oh, disappears. Uh, 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 so the objections of GAFF and FF plus are noted. Uh, and the schedule is is therefore agreed to. Uh, we will now proceed to the fourth order, consideration of second adjustment appropriation 2021-2022 financial year bill uh, B8 2022 National Assembly section 77 and report of select committee on appro appropriation thereon announcement tablings and committee reports. 22 June 2022. I now call on Honorable Maslang, DG Maslang, Chairperson of the Select Committee on Appropriation, to present the committee report. Honorable Maslang. Thank you, uh, Honorable Chairperson, uh, Deputy Chairperson, um, the Chief Whip of the Majority, Honorable Permanent Members. Uh, special delegates and all participants on the platform, fellow South Africans, good morning. <clears throat> Honorable Chairperson, I am honored to table before this house a report on the second adjustment appropriation bill, B2 2022, on behalf of the Select Committee on Appropriations. The committee anonymously adopted the report while the DA, Freedom Front Plus, and EFF adopted the bill. Upon the tabling of the bill by the Minister of Finance on the 23rd of February, 2022, the committee received a thorough briefing on the 25th of May, 2022, from Financial and Fiscal Commission, FFC, and PBO on the bill. Public hearings were concluded I mean, were conducted on the 1st June of 2022, wherein the Congress of South African Trade Unions, COSATU, made submissions. The purpose of this of the bill is to provide for an amount of 500 million rands to be added to vote aid in health to procure COVID-19 vaccine and an amount of 18.1 billion I mean, billion rands to be added to vote aid, National Treasury, to purchase equity for the South African Special Risk Insurance Association, SASRIA. Honorable Chairperson, having done this uh, process and engagement, the committee observed some issues and made the following recommendations. That the Department of Health, together with the National Treasury through the office of the chief procurement officer should ensure that the allocation of 500 million rands 
is spent for its intended purpose and that a proper environment is created to ensure that future funding is utilized effectively to procure locally produced vac uh, vaccines. The committee is of the view that supporting locally produced com commodities, including pharmaceutical products, will uh, bolster the will booster the economic recovery plan and create business investment opportunities jobs for south and jobs for south africans honorable chairperson and honorable members uh, the other uh, observation recommendation that we have put forward is that um, the department of health should ensure that the local production of vaccine is expanded to other pharmaceuticals so that south africa can become a, a supplier to the rest of africa rather than continuing to import from overseas. The committee is of the view that this will assist the, bolster the economy and the local vaccine factory, which is in danger of shutting down due to a lack of orders. Parliament will continue to monitor the progress in this regard. Honorable Chairperson and fellow South Africans, we further recommend that the Department of Health and Congress of South African Trade Unions should expedite the discussion on the possibility of, of uh, producing antiretroviral drugs locally. The committee supports this initiative and believes that this can go a long way in uh, bolstering economy, boosting the economy, economic recovery and fighting poverty unemployment and, and equality, the triple challenges that we're facing as a country. A progress report on this matter should be tabled in parliament in the next budget cycle. Honorable chairperson and members, we also, we further uh, recommended that the national treasury should implement without delay steps to expedite the disbursement of the 18.1 billion rent uh, allocated to SASRIA, which will help business affected by the July 2021 unrest. National Treasury, together with SASRIA, should ensure that there are clear plans to improve communication with beneficiaries, simplification of the application process, and that physical inspections for verification purposes are conducted more speedily. SASRIA should ensure that proper systems are put in place to ensure that monies are only paid to the deserving beneficiaries and eliminate any possible corrupt elements. Parliament will continue to monitor the progress in this regard. We further uh, recommend that SASRIA needs to ensure that programs of mass mobilization for consumer education uh, purposes are, de are developed and implemented to address the fact that many businesses in townships, informal traders, and rural businesses are not benefiting from its services. Such mobilization programs are critical to create awareness and ensure that risk in business is minimized. We further uh, uh, recommended chairperson and the House that uh, the National Treasury should uh, ensure that 
proper and vigorous assessment is conducted to ensure that SASRIA's financial sustainability remains viable, given the larger amount of claims that needs to be paid, emanating from the July 2021 unrest. Parliament should be provided with a progress report on this matter in the next budget cycle, and we will continue to monitor the, process, the progress in this regard. Honorable Chairperson, honorable members, and fellow South Africans, as I conclude, I would like to wish, to wish and thank all committee members who have uh, committed and participated, the provincial committee members who availed themselves, committee stakeholders, media, and the general public, as well as the committee support staff. The committee recommends to the House that the bill be adopted without amendment. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Honorable Masang. I now put the, the question. The question is that the bill be, be agreed to. Um, but before I proceed to voting, I shall allow political parties the opportunity to make their declaration of votes in terms of Rule 78, if they so, so wish. Um, uh, any declaration? Uh, yes, I see there, uh, Honorable Mletani. Honorable Mletani? Uh, uh, thank you, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, the Economic Freedom Fighters reject the second adjustment appropriation as the EFF. We have consistently warned that the parliament processes are outdated and need to be, uh, to be reviewed. At the moment, the parliamentary program and calendar only serve to rubber stamp executive bills and adopt reports to cover up government uh, incompetence and adopt bills to allocate money when government and state entities have already spent the money. We need a process to deal with the money bills so that we do not pass bills when money is already spent. Chairperson, what is not said here today is that the 7.7 .7 billion spent on vaccines was negotiated in secret. And as members of parliament, uh, we were denied access to the so-called negotiated terms of the purchase. What is also not being said here is that even when there, were, there was Sputnik V from Russia and Sanovic from China, those were going to cost far less. The incompetent cabinet of Mr. Sila Ramaphosa misguided by Safra and controlled by the white capitalist establishment was hell-bent on Western vaccine. What is also not being said today is that the Department of Health was incompetent and the government uh, reactionary. As such, the EFF reject the second adjustment bill. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, Honorable Detroit. Chad also. Thank you, In this appropriations bill, it uh, is this appropriations bill transparent and in the best interest of the country, Chair. It is a fact that one will never have an appropriations bill that will be approved by all political parties. 
not as long as the appropriations were made to be in line with the current NEC's proposals and the current NDP under the ANC rule. This debate is repetitive to a great extent since political parties were given the opportunity to discuss it in communities, uh, committees, both the NA as well as the NCLP, and it has already been debated in the NA. The question, Chair, stands, does the ANC, the Minister of Finance and National Treasury, implement and adjust the appropriations bill according to the proposals made by civil society entities and committee members, or do they only take note of the concerns for the sake of ticking boxes? Voorzitter, gedurende die publieke deelnameproces wat hierdie debat vooraf gegaan het, was een groot percentage van die deelnemers besorg oor die massieve salariskomponent wat in hierdie toedelings verskans is. The bill makes provision for the compensation of employees to be used within the same vote for transfers and subsidies of severance packages, goods and services, uh, be used with the same vote for compensation of employees. For example, the 2022-2023 Appropriations Fund, the total amount appropriated is about 1 billion um, and 75 million rand, of which 179 million is appropriated towards compensation of employees and only 81 million towards goods and services. A total of 1.06 trillion was appropriated among the 41 votes, Chair. Die regering was die auteur van die COVID-riller wat daartoe geleid dat miljoene werksgeleedheer in die slag geblei in die staatsafhankelijkheid die nie normaal geworden. 44 miljard rand is bewillig om vir die volgende 12 maanden 350 rand almoese per maand aan so wat 10 miljoen persoene uit te deel. Een uit 10 Suid-Afrikaners gaan elke nacht honger slaap en hierdie 350 rand Judas Foytie word hier die regering uitgedeel as een troos vir die toekomst wat hulle ontneem het. En daar is gesê dat die regering staatsafhankelijkheid geskip het met on, wat ondenkbare dinge gedoen het om dier honger, vrees en afhankelijkheid onderdanige kieserskors te skip wat na die tijd een beter leven aanhou en aanhou en dit weens omstandighede wat die regering met krokodiltrane geskip het in een plek hou. Voorzitter, die regering moet focus om die probleem op te los, nie om al ideologie dier te voer en te vervul nie. Die selfde geld vir die presidentiële werkskippingsinitiatief van 9 miljard rand Het wordt onder andere aan personen betaald om klaskamers uit te veer, geleendhede wat die jeug aan die tafel laat sit, die koos ruik, maar hulle kan nie deelneem nie, want al word nie die vaardighede aangeleer nie, kry nie kwalifikaties nie, en ons stem word gekoop dier die Judas. Jay, the report echoes the fact that 71% of the total budget is allocated for transfers and subsidies, mainly social grants, conditional grants, transfers to public entities, university subsidies and NSFAS, the largest share of the allocation, compensation of employees. Voorzitter, ek sluit af, die regering veroorzaak dat werkloosheid toeneem. Hou nie treed met die populatie aan was nie en skep steeds, skep steeds nie een rasneutrale omgeving wat ondersteunend tot werkskeping is nie. Die vraag is, wanneer gaan hierdie juras aan die kaak gestel word, voorzitter? Ons kan hierdie nie ondersteun. Dankie. Thank you very much. The next declaration will come from Honorable Linjadu. Thanks, Honorable Chairperson. The ANC supports the second adjustment appropriation bill. It continues to support for the fight against COVID-19. It proposes an additional allocation of 500 million rent to the National Department of Health to pay for COVID-19 vaccines and related logistics costs. 
This proposed allocation is, a, is in addition to funds already allocated to the COVID-19 vaccination program, setting an, the allocation for 2021-2022 at 8.8 billion rand and total allocation for from 2020-2021 to 2022-2023 at 15.3 billion rand. The ANC appreciates that 15.3 billion rand over the medium-term expenditure framework, which includes 11.6 billion for, for the procurement and distribution of vaccines and all, all logistical costs related thereto, 3.4 billion rand for service delivery costs, 250 million rand for the Sisonke trial, which will test vaccine booster combination. It will evaluate immune responses to a prime boost vaccination strategy to see whether the different vaccine strategies, as well as the time between prime and boost doses influences immune responses. This will further build our capacity to develop vaccines and, and build internal resilience and development our industries to export to the world. 50 million rent for educational purposes regarding the vaccines and development of the virus. Vaccines have proven to be highly effective and are essential in ensuring we are all protected from the emergence of new waves, preventing and ensuring that serious illness and death rates. The bill further appropriates 18.1 billion rent for for the state to purchase equity from SASRIA. As the ANC, we believe that this is a wise decision by the government. It is not a bailout. It is an investment in, in, a, in, in a company that had until recently turned a healthy profit every year. The devastation to businesses from the July unrest has caused untold hardships to workers and communities who benefited from, this, from their services. The number of claims to Sarsia shot up to 20,000 in 2021-2022 as compared to 3,000 in the previous year. A total of 22 billion rent was needed to recapitalize the, the company. We support this bill, this bill because we support sustainable livelihoods. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Uh... We will now allow uh, two minutes uh, to delegates who are outside the virtual platform to join uh, the house. And the two minutes uh, start now.
Thank you very much. Uh, uh, we now proceed to voting on the question. And the question is that the bill be agreed to. Uh, those uh, delegates who wish to vote in favor should please raise their hands and, and please keep your hands there. Those voting in favor, We'll ask the table there to uh, count. Jado in favor. Uh, noted. Camilo Benjamin in favor. Uh, Benjamin noted. And I'm sure the table will now allow all hands to prepare for the next vote. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, delegates who wish to vote against, please raise their hands. Those against. And those outside of the system should so indicate. Can you now uh, ask the uh, Table to lower the hands in preparation for the next vote. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, can we have, have an indication of those who want to abstain or abstaining? Please raise your hands. None. Uh, now to the declaration uh, of the votes having uh, uh, having uh, uh, gone through the the the, the voting. Um, we will now ask the, the table to indicate uh, in favor, against, and abstain. Uh, uh, 
So we await the results. Awaiting the results. Sabali IEC. What's for supper? I relax, relax. We'll get the results. We are flying. The dove is going to Poland. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure numbers are not adding up. No, thank you very much. And here are the results. 32 in favor, 20 against, and nil uh, abstentions. Uh, the bill is therefore agreed to uh, in terms of section 75 of the, of the constitution. Uh, honorable delegates will now proceed to the fifth order, consideration of votes and, and, and schedules, scheduled uh, appropriation bill B7-2022, uh, National Assembly section 77. Um, uh, the, I now put uh, vote one, the presidency. Uh, uh, I've been informed that the following parties would like to make declarations of vote in terms of rule 78. Uh, again, a reminder, three minutes uh, per declaration. We'll start with the uh, Honorable Labus Kachner. Honorable Labus Kachner. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Honorable Chair, the presidency, 
in its overview purports itself, I quote, at the apex of the system of government in the Republic of South Africa, close quote. However, the presidency cannot be an apex when the president is dictated by the cadre deployment and political horse trading. This result in no fit for purpose appointments, no political will or drive for a sense of achievement, simply no excellence because there are no consequences. This government celebrates mediocrity and clearly given the state of our country rewards catastrophic incompetence. We don't need to look far for examples of this. The poverty cabinet has earned their name. No trains, no power, no water and no safety. Yet no heads rolling. The only reasoning I can fathom is that the president does not want to contribute to what is the highest unemployment rate in the world. <clears throat> and why would we expect any different when the presidency is the only ministry without a standing committee? This is what happens when there is no oversight. This puts us in the predicament we currently face, where the line between Mr. Ramaphosa, the head of the state and the business has become blurred. Whether re renovations coming out of this sorry, I will repeat. This put us in the predicament we, current, we currently face, where the line between Mr. Ramaphosa, the head of state, and the businessman has become blurred. Whether revelations coming out about his Polapola form. And now Parliament has no mechanism to get to the bottom of it. It is no wonder the Zonda report uh, made forming this committee a recommendation, but with, whether this report becomes a paperweight or is it taken seriously by the governing party is yet to be seen. The Democratic Alliance objects to this vote. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Oxpagne. We'll move on to Honorable M.S. Muletan. Thank you, Chairperson. The Economic Freedom Fighters reject the presidency budget vote. As the EFF, we reject the presidency. As today, the president of South Africa, Mr. Cyril Ramaphosa, stands him, which include allegations of burglary, theft, and money laundering on his Palapala farm. Mr. Ramaphosa, also stands accused of engaging in terrorist and vigilante methods of interrogation and defeating the ends of justice, bribing those who are victim of his criminal actions. We reject the budget of, of a president who engages in acts of kidnapping and bribery in attempts to cover up large sums of money hidden on his farm. The allegations leveled against our head of state show that he is of a character which undermines the rule of law and does as, and does as he wishes without any consequence as he believes that he is above the law. The presidency and the ANC administration has since 1994 failed the people of this country. Our unemployment rate remains high. The levels of crime in our country are just as shocking as they have made working in the townships 
of this country, a nightmare for all law-abiding citizens, particularly women and children. As such, we call on Mr. Sular Ramaphosa to step aside with immediate effect, as there exists no leadership in his office. Instead, he puts the integrity of our nation at stake by remaining in office. The EFF once again reiterates that we reject with contempt the presidency budget. Thank you, Chairperson. No, thank you very much. Uh, we'll proceed to Honorable S.J. Mohai. Chief Whip. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. The African National Congress is informed in its response to the vote on the presidency, not by the rumor mongari, intrigue, and skullduggery that follows the phenomena that we have to listen to on a daily basis, uh, as the two has already indicated to us. Okay. In the NCOP, our response to any vote of funds and whether we support it or not has to be informed by the evidence of what has been achieved against a constitutional mandate and facts that demonstrate this. The work of the presidency, as outlined in its strategic plan, annual report and annual performance plan, reflects that the constitutional mission of consolidating national unity and establishing a shared national purpose and vision is being taken forward despite what our detractors to the national project have to say. In spite of all the challenges the nation faces, the presidency has remained focused, steadfast in delivering on its respective programs within the context of driving the medium-term strategic plan. The evidence of an overarching role of coordinating the work of government and building a social compact among social partners in order to achieve the national development objectives has been brought before select committees, and we therefore have the evidence of progress and challenges assessed against its budgeted program. The presidency has performed its coordinating role guided by the constitution and the intergovernmental relations framework. On an annual basis, the president account to the NCOP, and we have that opportunity through debate to engage on the work of the presidency. Therefore, the response we have received inform us of progress and development. The progress that the presidency has been able to engineer towards a relatively stable and cooperative democratic political system has minimized mobilization along racial, and tribal lines, although it exists. The presidency has promoted cooperative governance and enhanced coordination and integration across government and continue to instill a shared and common determination in all spheres of government to fundamentally improve the lives of all South Africans. The ANC support vote one. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Chief Whip. I have further been informed that uh, the DA wishes to call for a division. Is that still the case? Uh, and if so, is the division supported by, by the four uh, delegates? And can we have an indication? Lindinana. Okay, there's Nana, yeah. Smet. Honorable Bradasid. Bradasid, yeah. Smet. Who? Smet. 
Smith, yeah, sorry. Thank you very much, Honorable Smith. Last one. Smith Roger, Chief. Sorry? Brother Seth. Roger. I already have Brother Seth here, his team. We're already short of one person. He said Ryder. Ryder. Ryder, Ryder Chief. It's been two and a half years already. Okay, now thank you very much. And love <laughs> Okay, now the number is it's it's, it's okay. Uh, 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 division having been called, I will now allow 15 second window to delegates who are outside the virtual platform to to join the the the, the house. So 15 seconds. Thank you very much. Uh, we will now proceed to voting on the question. Uh, and the question is that the, the vote be agreed to. Uh, so we'll start with uh, uh, those who want to vote in favor. Uh, please raise your hands. Those who are voting in favor. Lakanyan vote in favor. Noted, yeah, noted Lakanyan. Any other? Jado in favor. Jado, those who are voting in favor. So Lakanyan is noted. Jado is noted. Manning, Neo, Northern Cape. Neo is also noted. Tabete Mpumalanga. Tabete is also uh, noted. Camilio Benjamin, Eastern Cape Chair. Benjamin, uh, noted. I'm sure we can ask the table to lower the, the hands so that we prepare for the next uh, vote. Uh, we move on then to those who want to vote against. Please raise your hands. Those voting against. The table will assist us by lowering the hands in preparation for the next uh, uh, voting. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll now move to those who abstain. Any abstentions? Uh, none. And the count is completed. Um, uh, we will then, uh, having closed the voting, await the results. Hmm. 
the results are as follows 35 in favor, 20 against, uh, no abstentions. Uh, uh, So it's 35 in favor, 20 against, and no abstentions. The vote is therefore agreed to. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I now put a vote to a parliament. Uh, I will inform that the following parties would like to make a declaration of vote in terms of Rule 78. Again, to remind the members, three minutes per declaration. I will start with the MS Mletsani. Mletsani. Okay, Chairperson, I'm preparing myself just a minute. It's not a Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, the Economic Freedom Fighters reject the Parliament budget vote. Section 55.2 of the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa, 1996, stipulates the role of Parliament in overseeing the activities of government. Yet, this parliament fails to fulfill its constitutional mandate of representing the interests of our people. This parliament also fails in its primary responsibility of holding the executive accountable for challenges faced by our people. Across all provinces, our people continue to face challenges in accessing basic services such as health, water, sanitation, electricity, and refusal uh, removal. The country's roads remain death traps for thousands of our people who, really, who rely on using our roads. Every single year, taxi violence becomes a norm in this country especially in areas such as KwaZulu-Natal. This house has also failed to amend the constitution to allow for land expropriation without compensation. It, fa it has failed to amend the National Health Act to allow clinics to open 24 hours a day. Just to mention but a few, as such, the EFF reject the proposed budget for parliament which sees by and watches and does nothing to change the condition of our people. Chairperson, EFF does not object to service delivery, but we object to lack of service delivery. The EFF rejects this budget. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, the next declaration uh, from Honorable. T.G. Masangu, Arnold Masangu. Thank you, uh, <clears throat> Honorable Chairperson, 
uh, once more for giving me the opportunity. The budget vote of parliament is about whether parliament has the necessary financial resources to carry out its constitutional responsibilities informed by its strategic plan, its policy priorities, and the annual performance plan. On the budget, we have stated it before that the current funding arrangement is unsustainable. We have been seized with this debate since 2011. And 11 years on, we are reaching the moment where fundamental change in this regard has to happen. Honorable Chairperson, firstly, Parliament must be part of the determine, of, of uh, determining its own uh, uh, budget, both content and form. It must be able to financially determine its inter internal priorities and alignment of its needs. This process must be one in which the budget of Parliament is internally constructed and costed hinged around the strategic plan and strategic plan of parliament and the policy priorities that it has set itself for the sixth term. In addition, Honorable Chairperson, the constitutional responsibilities has, my, my, my apologies, Chair, uh, in addition, the constitutional responsibilities that uh, it has to perform must be factored into the draft uh, budget. Secondly, Chair, the current uh, issues that uh, create the shortfall in the budget of Parliament must be addressed before the 2023 February budget. Therefore, uh, it remains in line, uh, in the line items in the budget of Parliament, which Parliament has no say over and are the cause of the shortfall in the budget of Parliament. These are items that have been parked in the budget of Parliament instead of being located where they belong. Honorable Chairperson and members, the permit, these are permit, travel entitlement of former members of the executive, loss of office, gratuities, and political parties uh, allowances. Honorable Chairperson and members and fellow South Africans, the structure and composition of the Parliament. Honorable Member, remember three minutes. I always remind And the budget reductions all require major interventions between now and the 2023 budget. The Joint Standing Committee on Financial Management and Parliament must be seized with these matters going forward. As I conclude, Chairperson, as the ANC, we are pushing for a resolution of these matters with the National Treasury to enable Parliament to have a budget that addresses the actual needs of the institutions, members, and the people of South Africa. Thank you very much, A. Honorable Chairperson, and as the African National Congress, we support the vote, vote to Parliament. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, this vote uh, is, is agreed to, and the objections of DA and EFF are noted. Uh, we will then proceed to 
uh, vote three. Uh, I now put vote three, cooperative governance. Uh, uh, and I've been informed that uh, the following parties would like to make a declaration of vote in terms of rule 78. And those that wishes to make declarations as follows. Uh, there's the DA, EFF, IFP, FF uh, uh, plus, as well as the, the ANC. Uh, so we'll start with Honorable Sileku. Honorable Sileku. Good morning, Honorable Chair. Honorable Chair, the Auditor General and Ratings Africa confirmed that local governments in South Africa, uh, with the exception of those in the Western Cape and a few others, systematically and irrecoverably failed. In the Free State, there is a real fear that many municipalities are bankrupt and that they do not have sufficient income to pay their bills. They are forced to use equitable shares to pay salaries. Hence, they fail to provide basic services and this yeah, you're cutting off on Rusleku. Try and uh, speak closer to your mic and uh, around the table there to assist as far as they can. Let me go. Honorable Sileku. Please proceed. Fail to provide basic services to the people. You seem to be having a problem there, Honorable Sleku. Let's try you again one more time. Please proceed. No, let's, uh, let's we'll come back to you. Let's try Honorable Zander Mela. Thank you, uh, Chaperson, the EFF. Uh, rejects the budget vote of cooperative governance. We reject the budget of a department which has more than two decades failed with the intervention of provincial government in municipalities. Under the leadership of this department, local government has collapsed with only 8% of municipalities deemed functional. With each year that passes, municipalities have descended deeper and deeper into the state of chaos. And if we do not change the division of revenue bill, our municipalities will never be financially sound. Instead, we will continue to see hopeless disillusionment and frustration marked by service delivery protests, violent crimes, and corruption. Instead of solving problems of poverty, eliminate inequality, and reshape our society, our municipalities do not have capacity, and everything is outsourced through tenders. The ANC has failed to take a firm political decision to impose strict financial controls, quality management, and good governance. The EFF government in municipalities is the only government that will benefit our people, especially the previously disadvantaged ones. The EFF will expose corruption and maladministration. It is only the EFF that has a believable and practical plan on jobs, land, and capable municipalities. The EFF does not support this. Thank you, Chair. 
Well, thank you very much. We'll proceed to uh, IFP, Honorable Haddebe. Honorable Haddebe. Honorable Chairperson, the IFP has been vocal that constitutional institutions created to strengthen democracy must serve the people of South Africa. These institutions cannot be, cannot be another forum to line, the pocket, the, uh, to line the pocket of the officials. We need to physically see results and their projects must benefit the people of South Africa. The Commission of the, for the Promotion and Protection of the Rights of Cultural, Religious and Linguistic has a critical duty in terms of our constitution. It is undeniable that our beloved country is facing political and social turmoil and the CRL Rights Commission mandate to promote unity within cultural, religious and linguistic communities is essential. Now, more than ever, it is critical that the commission must function optimally. Its constitutional mandate cannot be compromised. The IFP therefore remains very concerned that 65% of the commission's budget is allocated towards internet, internal administration instead of service delivery. How is it possible that close to 30.5 million of the commission's budget of 47 million is spent on internal administrative overhead? We cannot accept this. The IFP furthermore remains highly concerned that despite our alarm, alarming unemployment rate, the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs seems to have no ambition to ensure that the community work program in fact fulfills its mandate. We remain highly concerned that despite this program's budgetary allocation, this program does not serve rural communities. And again, the department is only paying lip service to the people of South Africa. The time for lofty service promises is over. We need to see deliverables. We need to physically see the commitment in action. We cannot com continue to tolerate uh, any excuses. I thank you, Honorable Chair. Mm. Thank you very much. Uh, next uh, speaker is Honorable uh, Dutoit. Honorable Dutoit. Achtbare voorzitter, a boom wordt gekend aan zijn vruchten. Wat er vruchten draal minister Dlamini Zuma boom genaamd plaatselijke regering. The purpose of the Department of Corporate Governance and Traditional Affairs is to improve cooperative governance across the three spheres of government in partnership with the institutions of traditional leadership to ensure that provinces and municipalities carry out their service delivery and de development functions effectively. I put it to you, Chair, that this department failed dismally in this purpose. The tree is known by its fruit. The latest AG's report indicated that 64% of municipalities incurred irregular expenditure to the tune of about 20.45 billion rand. In effect, 28% of municipalities will in the near future not be able to operate as a result of lack of funds and poor governance. The overall decay of this department and the majority of municipalities can literally be smelled from afar. The whiff-oorzaak van hierdie verval is political instabiliteit, corruptie, swak bestuur en kaderontplooiing. Aanvankelijk was die municipaliteiten gealgemeer en dit was niet succesvol nie, maar het het eerder tot verdere achteruitgang geleid. Daarna is daar op gedeelte 139 gesteun waar municipaliteiten onder administratie geplaas is, waarvan daar niet een enkele succesverhaal was. 
Nou druk die minister vir sogenaamde distriksontwikkelingsmodel, the district development model. This is the final attempt to centralize instead of uh, decentralize municipalities, an initiative to get greater control of the little funds that's left in the name of better governance. During the state's capacity presentation on 6 May 2022, Chair, it was mentioned that lots of plans have been produced, but without sufficient planning having happened behind them. The tax base in municipal areas will get smaller and smaller and less funds will be available to subsidize indigenous individuals since government's Minister Dlamini Zuma do not have the political will to ensure that consequence management is implemented and the rights of the people, taxpayers, are protected. Geen nuchter denkende persoon sal in enige door belee indien die infrastructuur in die store en openbare onderis as ook die afwezige basisse dienste kenmerkend in al area is. The state that the boom for wider with word for setter, for under and with dragon plus, ons can hear any understanding. Thank you for setter. Thank you very much, Honorable Pate. We'll move on to Honorable Dodov. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Chaperson. As the African National Congress, we fully support the budget vote of this department. We support it because we believe that this department has got a daunting challenge of ensuring that it fixes the municipalities. And it's for that reason that we're saying that we support this department because the challenges that lie ahead are quite enormous. As the African National Congress, we are under no illusion that the task that is performed by the department to ensure that basic service delivery is delivered to the people, that there is optimum good governance, that there is safety within the communities of our people uh, must be fulfilled. And therefore, with the budget and what is encapsulated in the annual performance plan, it is what the department must stick to, is what the department must resolve to ensure that at the end of the day, our municipalities are fully functional and all the problems, whether are political problems within the councils, that councils are not functioning effectively, whether these are governance, governance and administrative problems, whether these are financial problems within our municipalities or even basic service delivery problems are resolved. And therefore, through our oversight function, we will ensure that we hold the department accountable and it reports accordingly. And we accept that the situation at municipal level is not okay, it must be fixed, and we are determined through the leadership of, uh, of Dr. Nkosasana's Gamini Zuma to ensure that all of these particular issues are attended to. And as I indicated, it is precisely for that reason that we must support the department. We must ensure that it has the necessary capacity, especially the financial capacity, to can deliver on its mandate. And through our work and through the partnership that we have and through our oversight role, we believe that the department can go a long way in terms of accomplishing those developmental objectives of local government. To stand here and, and have some brinkmanship and that, that will not help because the, the biggest challenge is to fix rather than lamenting as most of the political parties are doing here. On that score, honorable chairperson, as the ANC, we support 
the work that the department is doing at municipal level to fix our own municipalities. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Honorable uh, uh, Dodovu. Uh, we will now move on to the next level. Uh, I'm told that the DA wishes to call for a division. Honorable Labuskakne. Honorable Chair, uh, can I read um, or do the declaration on behalf of Honorable Seleku? Oh, yes, yes, we can go back to, to Honorable Seleku's uh, declaration. Please proceed. Thank you very much. Honorable Chair, the Auditor General and Ratings Africa confirmed that the local governments in South Africa are, with the exception of those in the Western Cape and a few others, systemically and irrecoverably failed. In the Free State, there is a real fear that many municipalities are bankrupt and that they do not have sufficient income to pay their bills. They are forced to use equitable shares to pay salaries. Mm -hmm. Hence, they fail to provide basic services to the people, and this is at the core of the rolling mass protests action in South Africa. The same scenario is playing out in the municipalities northwest and other provinces governed by the ANC. The nationale and meeste van die provinciale regerings het municipaliteite nog eens geval. The Cooperative Governments Department claims they can restore effective and sustainable municipalities, but years of gradual municipal implosions prove this to be a fake message. The Zondo report tells us exactly how national state capture filtered down to municipalities and still the Cooperative Government Department is not on a path to restore the integrity and functionality of local governments. The ANC did not change its ways and not even the Zondo report um, can stop thugs and cadres from exploiting municipalities. The ANC is making a mockery of the president's assurances of corruption-free governments. A few months after the municipal elections, the ANC and its political allies are already ruining the municipalities they gained control of in 2021. This is visible in Tierwater's Club in the Western Cape, where they suspended five brilliant administrators and replaced them with incompetent cadres. They alleged spent three million rand on safety guards without providing proof that their lives were endangered. They allegedly manipulated a tender to benefit a former ANC compatriot, Mr. Marius Fransman. The ANC promised change and clean governance, but they are looking at Tierwaterskloof and others with folded hands. Chairperson, the Cooperative Governance Department cannot save the local governments because the cadres are still calling the shots. The DA therefore cannot support vote free as it is irrelevant, planless, and not worth the paper it is written on. I thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Uh, will then move on to uh, where we, we I was saying we were uh, getting the DA to indicate formally that uh, it's called for a division. Honorable Labus Kakne. Honorable Chairperson, the DA calls for a division. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. Can we, that, ask, uh, can we ascertain whether uh, there are four delegates in su supporting this? Smet? Chia Bangana. Professor? Professor? Professor, yes. Roger, Chia. 
Also, yes. Also, Bosch off is the last. One. Thank you very much. Many offers, Chairperson, uh, and Nana as well. It's too many uh, offers. This being the the, the, oh, the case, uh, I, will not, I will now allow a fifteen second uh, window for delegates who are outside the virtual platform uh, to join the the house. The fifteen seconds starts now. Thank you very much. Uh, we will now proceed to voting on the question. And the question is that the vote be agreed to. Um, uh, so we'll start with uh, uh, those who wish to vote in favor. Please raise your hands. Honorable Chair. Yes. Nakhanyani from Limpopo vote in favor. Yes. And Virginia Camillo Benjamin, Eastern Cape, in favor. Nakhanyani Benjamin, yes, noted. Jadu in favor, Chair. Jadu noted. Honorable Tabete Mpumalanga in favor. Tabete noted. Um, thank you very much. Uh, uh, I'm sure the table can lower the hands. Did you Good hear question. me, uh, Honorable Tabete from Pumalanga, in favor? Yes, yes we are number four. I noted you. <laughs> I noted Honorable Tabete. But yes. Jefferson, Jefferson, on a point of order. Yes, Nana. I, I'm, I'm actually looking. What is the point of order? I'm, I'm actually looking at the hands of people that voted yes. Both Honorable Camelio Benjamin and Honorable Tabet have raised their hands. And now, what's the point of them telling you again why they have raised their hands? This this really uh, is in keeping with the the, the practice. We've always sought in the past to ensure that uh, nobody is left out. Um, uh, and, and indeed, if uh, they've, they've voted both ways, uh, noted and the, the, the hands appear there, the table is there to check and double check and, and just make sure that uh, uh, there's no vote that is counted twice. Yeah, please, in that, I'm asking for indulgence. I am not questioning the bona fide of the table or yourself. My question is, why must people waste time once they've actually voted well, on the platform? Uh, you they must again. You know what I mean? Can, can yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I'm sure the table has lowered the hands as, uh, and as we move on. Uh, now, those who want to vote against, please raise your hands.
by the board chairperson advising to the contrary. The board and GCIS are sitting on a scathing G9 report with damning findings against their friends in senior senior management at MDDA. It is a feeding friends at MDDA. The board is supposed to hold four ordinary and eight special uh, board meetings in a year, but but they go far beyond that in order for them to claim more board fees. The CEO, who, by the way, was a person of interest in the Zondo Commission as an an, an enabler of state capture, unilaterally converted a fixed five-year term of a CFO to a permanent appointment in contravention of regulations governing the public sector. GCIS must go back to the Department of Communications and Digital Technologies so so that rogue rogue entities such as MDDA can be held accountable and be exposed for what they are worth. The DA in good conscience cannot support this budget. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. We'll proceed to Honorable uh, Mkiva. Honorable Mkiva. Good morning, Chairperson, and good morning to the members. I greet you this morning. Honorable Chair, the 1994 democratic breakthrough not only symbolized the abolition of the racist apartheid system, which thrived on the exploitation and discrimination by one race against all others. It also symbolized a new hope wherein all the people of this country could coexist and equally enjoyed the hard-earned fruits of their labor in what the late Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Tutu termed the rainbow nation of God. However, the socioeconomic challenges confronting our country undermine our young democracy. Dehumanizing poverty and unemployment, crime, gender-based violence and femicide continues acts of racism, which we have been witnessing, particularly in schools and universities across the country, such as the one that occurred recently at the University of Stellenbosch, which gives a clear indication that our democracy is under a serious threat, Chairperson. Therefore, this gives greater meaning to the mammoth task of GCIS, Government Communication Information System, of providing a comprehensive communication service to the nation. Through GCIS, government is able to facilitate the involvement of all citizens in governance, reconstruction, development, nation building, and reconciliation of the people of our country. Honorable members, through its allocated funding of 719.9 million for the 2022-2023 financial year, I would like to urge the department to continue leading the nation in the battle against COVID-19, driving the vaccination rollout program and other health programs, while also sharing information about various opportunities, especially for the youth, women, and persons with disabilities. Information must be packaged in a way that reaches even the deep rural areas of our land. Social cohesion initiatives and education that is geared towards ending GBV and crime in general, as well as protecting state property that are essential assets of the South African citizenry is also vital to take the country forward. 
In supporting this budget vote, I wish to welcome on behalf of all language communities in South Africa, the allocation of 32.3 million to the MTDA as it is going to help the entity carry out its mandate of promoting indigenous languages and contributing to community development and the alleviation of poverty and inequality. The MDDA should continue to play a critical role in ensuring a flourishing, sustainable, and robust local media sector, a sector which supports the nation building and defends and strengthens our democracy, social cohesion, as well as good governance. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, we'll now move on to the call for a division by the, uh, the DA. Honorable uh, please confirm. And uh, also, we need an indication of four support by delegates. Tim support. Karim Fesser support. Matt support. So, finally, confirm the, 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 the division, call for a division. Let's get, let's get the names of the four. Appreciate uh, support. Uh, team, yes. Labuskakne. Fesser support. Sorry? Fesser support. Fesser, yes. The brain. The brain, I'm supporting. Let's make it rider to make the numbers quickly, Chair. <laughs> okay, no, thank you very much. Um, division, division having been called. Uh, we will now allow 15 second uh, window to allow delegates who are, who are not on, on, onto the platform to come to join the house. Thank you very much. Uh, we will. Uh, then proceed uh, to voting on the question. The question is that the vote be agreed to. Uh, we'll start with those who want to vote in favor. Can those who want to vote in favor please indicate? from Limpopo vote in favor, Honorable Chair. Noted. Noted, Lekhanyane. Virginia Camillo, Benjamin Eastern Cape in favor. Benjamin noted, yeah. Jadu in favor, Chair. Jadu noted. Uh, thank you very much. I'm sure the, the table has uh, done the counting. Uh, I'll now ask them to lower hands to prepare for the next vote. Thank you very much. Uh, can those who are uh, want to vote against please raise their hands? Those voting against, I'm sure the counting is now done. Uh, I'm sure the hands can be lowered in preparation of the next voting. 
Thank you very much. Now on, on those who want, uh, members who want to abstain, uh, uh, please raise your hands. Those who want to abstain, uh, zero. Uh, uh, the count is now uh, completed and the numbers are as follows. Uh, uh, numbers are as follows, 36 in favor, 19 against, zero abstentions. The vote is therefore agreed to. We now move on to vote five. And I'll put vote five for my first. Uh, I've been informed that the following parties would like to make declaration of vote in terms of Rule 78. Uh, we'll start with Fessel, followed by Zanda Mela, followed by Malika. Just to say to honorable members again, just to remind you, the maximum time allowed for a declaration is three minutes. Please stick to the three minutes. We'll start with uh, uh, Honorable Fessel. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Um, an accountable budget should speak to the services of the department that the department is obliged to deliver and a measurable scale of satisfaction of those utilizing the services. The Department of Home Affairs are failing citizens with every service they are constitutionally obliged to deliver. Referring to health affairs to any, re any um, recorded service that needed from this, this department. In fact, it seems the department is even incapacitated to restore efficiency considering the period of regression and collapse. Fraud and corrup corruption became endemic and nurtured within the system, preventing sound financial management and the regression of service delivery to South Africans. South Africans are therefore subjected to the meltdown of ANC governance within the Department of Home Affairs. The Democratic Alliance object to this vote. I thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, next speaker is Honorable S. Zandamela. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson, the Economic Freedom Fighters rejects the proposed budget vote for the Department of Home Affairs. This department has failed at, at the regulation of migration, registration of deaths, marriages, and deaths the issuing of identity documents and passports. This department stands as one of the most dysfunctional departments in government and is known for nothing but the, the disheartening of queues. With the majority of offices across the provinces suffering from chronic problem of having systems offline almost all the time. The Johannesburg and King Williams town offices are forever offline. When offices are operational, the service received from staff is often appealing. And it is the past, in the past five years, the Chairperson Committee budgets and recommendation reports have all lamented the symbolic state of home affairs. Yet to date, none of these issues have been resolved. They exist, there exist is a lack of leadership at home affairs and 
Mr. Mutualedi has no capacity to lead the Department of, of Home Affairs. As the EFF, we therefore reject the budget of the department, which offers poor services, lack of information, lack of guidance, unprofessional staff, and never-ending technical problems. We reject this department, which deprives our people of access to basic services. Chairperson, we reject the budget of hopeless state department, which year after year remains the laughingstock of civil servants. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much. We'll now move to the last declaration. Honorable Malika. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. The African National Congress supports budget vote five home affairs. All South Africans are dependent on the Department of Home Affairs because of its sole mandate to secure and manage official identity and status. The Department of Home Affairs services are divided into two broad categories civil services and immigration services. The Department of Home Affairs is mandated to manage citizenship and civic status, international migration, refuge protection, and the population register. It is a fact that South Africa has problem of porous borders and um, fragmented border management approach has not assisted. Porous borders can lead to problems of trafficking of women and children, the smuggling of drugs, stolen goods, counterfeit goods, and contraband. Contraffeit and illicit goods trade cause immeasurable harm to our already strained economy and the local economy suffers the most. The consequence of Paras borders is the undermining of the securing of a nation and its economic development. No economy can flourish in an insecure environment. In 2013, cabinet agreed on the establishment of the Border Management Authority or the BMA. Much progress has been made on the implementation of the Border Management Authority. The BMA model will be implemented at land and support of entry. The BMA will create a platform for proper coordination between different government departments. We welcome the department's fight against corruption through the counter-corruption branch and encourage it not to relax its efforts in ensuring a safer country. The department set up a serious of roadblocks in an effort to address the challenge of undocumented immigrants near the Bay Bridge border post. This is also welcome. The ANC government remains unequivocal on that everyone who enters the country lawfully is welcome. Everyone, citizens and foreign nationals are in the country must adhere to the laws of this country. South Africa is a legitimate and sovereign state. African National Congress support vote five. Thank you, Chairperson. Honorable Malika, are you there? 
Yes, sir, person. You didn't hear me. Please proceed there. Yeah. Or are you, are you done? I'm done with the oh, Thank you very much. Uh, we'll, we'll then proceed. Um, uh, I'm told the DA wishes to make a call for a division level scout or any of your colleagues. I support uh, Chairperson. Support Chairperson. No, 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 no. Call for a division formally. I call for a division. Yes. yes. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Let's find the, the the find out if there are four delegates supporting this. Other support. The rider. Oh, There's a Sleku. I see there. Last the last one. Lont. Lont. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, division everyone called for, and now allow a 15 second window to delegates who are outside the bigger platform to join the, the house. Uh, 15 seconds. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. 14, 15. Thank you very much. Uh, we now proceed to voting on the question, and the question is that the vote be agreed to. Uh, uh, we'll start with those uh, who are voting in favor. Please raise your hands. There we are. Honorable Chair. Lekhanyan yes. from, from Limpopo vote in favor. Lekhanyan is noted. Yes. Chadu vote in favor. noted. Honorable Benjamin of Eastern Cape in favor, Chair. Benjamin noted. Koloi, Northern Cape in favor. Koloi. Or is it Dimakat? Uh, okay, there we are. No, thank you very much. I'm sure the table now will uh, will lower the hands in preparation for the next uh, voting. Uh, then we we'll move over to those who are voting. Chairperson, Sequati voted in favor. Chair, Sequati voted in favor. I was uh, offline. Around one, I'm running. Around one. Uh, I'm sure the the, the yes, I was offline. Where were you? <laughs> okay, let's move on Thank to you. those who want to vote against. Please raise your hands. I was offline, Chair. <laughs> yeah, I must be online. Uh, those voting against. Chairperson, yeah. on, the set, on a point of order, Chairperson, I, I yeah, feel for a colleague. Point of order. My point of order is that I, I, I do feel for a colleague that is offline, but if they're offline during the time of the vote, then their vote cannot be included, Chair. 
Um, I, I feel, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for them that they're offline, but if they're offline, unfortunately, it's yeah. just like being outside of the house. Yeah, yeah that was just before we, we moved on. But, it, 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 yeah, but the point that they're raising is noted. Um, uh, those voting against, your hands are up there, I guess. And the table is counting. I'll ask the table to lower the hands as you prepared for, for the uh, for next level of voting. Uh, anyone wishes to, to indicate uh, that he or she is abstaining, please raise your hands. None. Uh, the count is completed. Uh, we then uh, close the voting and wait for the table to uh, make the results available. Uh, the numbers are as follows. The numbers are as follows. Uh, 17 in favor. 19 against and zero abstentions. Yes. There's someone who wants to speak. Uh, it says there, can you? It's the Honorable Mutsamai. I was just saying, I'm, I, I've lifted my hand for you know, what, Mutsamai? For that, for I'm what? against. Hi, Mutsamai. Mutsamai, I'll see a train. Remain vigilant. Uh, all the time. So it's 37 in favor, 19 against, the zero abstention. The vote is uh, agreed to. We now move on to vote six. Person, before we continue, yes. I, just want to, I just want to make a correction. In the beginning, you said, if a delegate is disconnected during the vote, then his vote should be ascertained and it should be counted. I just want to correct what Honorable Brata said was saying when he was saying vote oh, shouldn't be taken into account. It was part of the first uh, the, uh, announcements that you made. I just want to correct it. I don't want you to respond. Just put it on record. Thank you very much, noted. Noted. So we move on to vote six. I put vote six, international relations and cooperation. Uh, I've been informed that the following parties would like to make declaration of votes in terms of Rule 78. Uh, so we'll start with uh, Zander Mela and, and then uh, move on to Honorable Tang. Zander Mela. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, the Economic Freedom Fighters rejects the budget uh, for international relations and cooperation. The Department of International Relations should be, city, should be setting strategic course for the country to grow the economy, but it is not in this case. In light of the present situation of deep poverty, unemployment, and inequality in the country, aggravated by the COVID-19 pandemic, the department has no economic diplomacy initiatives that they can share to the nation. Our national development plan is not linked to the aspiration of the African continent. Hence, the economic, the economic diplomacy could not be used to promote the, uh, the country 
as the trade and investment destination in attracting foreign investment and also boost the tourism sector. The international responsibility of, of any international relations department is to build the country's role to be influential partner in the continent uh, and, uh, and the global actor. It is established, Chairperson, uh, that towards the end of the century, uh, Africa's youth population would have reached 1.3 billion, which is double the population of Europe, and the department does not have a clear program or plan for the youth in the economic activities. Uh, with that said, Chairperson, the EFF rejects this budget. Thank you. Thank you very much. We then move on to Honorable Dango. Thank Honorable you very Dango. much, Chairperson. I am speaking from my phone, so please excuse me at times. Our point of departure is that foreign policy is an advancement of dom domestic interest. Our agenda of building a better Africa and a better world is intended to ensure that development takes place in a peaceful environment and that development should appreciate the imbalances of different countries of the world. Our country and the world are emerging from a period of global lockdown as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, which has disrupted economic activities globally. This means that our country and the world are in the process of reconstruction and recovery of the economy. For our part as South Africa, we have agreed on the government program of ERRP. The successful implementation of the ERRP requires that our government should develop means and ways to support both domestic and foreign investment in our economy. It also means that the South African businesses should take advantage of the continental integration initiatives, such as the Africa Free Trade Agreement. To expand our business into the continent, the Department of International Relations and Cooperation therefore becomes critical in facilitating both domestic and foreign investment and in this regard, we commend the department for prioritizing, amongst other things, economic diplomacy. Our diplomats posted abroad should ensure that economic diplomacy becomes a major area of performance, and this parliament will ensure that reports on economic diplomacy are presented before us. We also wish to urge various players in the diplomatic field, especially in our provinces and municipalities, to communicate a coherent message of our country abroad. We are one country, not a federal state. We commend the department for having provided diplomatic support to South Africans abroad in the face of global pandemics, lockdowns in many countries of the world. We urge that the department continue supporting our patriots abroad, as well as the critical role played by the department of facilitating investment both in our country and by our business abroad. The ANC supports the budget vote. I thank the chairperson. Yeah, thank you very much, Honorable Dango. Uh, the vote is agreed to, and the objections of uh, the DA, the IFP, EFF, and FF Plus uh, are noted. Uh, so move on to vote uh, seven. National School of Government, and I put vote seven, 
National School of, of, of Government. Uh, I have been informed that the following parties would like to make a declaration of vote in terms of the 78. Um, uh, so we'll start with Honorable Mtetwa and then move on to Honorable Tia Plain. Honorable Mtetwa. Thank you, Chairperson. The development of skills, knowledge, and capability is essential in the project of building a developmental state that is able to provide direction to the market players and all sections of society towards the resolution of the tribal challenge of poverty, unemployment, and inequality. The National School of Government Chair save, uh, saves is an um, it is an institution that is at the center of professional training and development of these human resources. The training and the development program of the National School of Governments not only place at a center the acquiring of higher technical skills for managers, but it is also characterized by calculating the ethics such as Batupile principle, which is guide uh, public servants to offer high quality service to the community. The creation of senior manager in government is one of the qualitative outcomes of the curriculum. This will be done by one chair creating an appreciation of a public service as a special career depending on the, the, the understanding of the mid-set of the attributes, value skills, and the knowledge required to serve in a senior management services and complete the public service recruitment process by ensuring that an entrance to senior management service has appropriate and competence for the job. The qualitative impact of the local government should be another strategy focus. This is of paramount importance because of the sphere that it um, that is at a conference of the service delivers uh, is not only under siege from the lack of human resources, but also from the compromised supply chain management system, which causes the wastage of financial resources. The rolling out of supply chain management program is a decisive intervention. The, the development of human resources and proper system should also place innovation at the center of public service. This will build a competitive advantage in the state and it will, um, in the state and it will allow it to provide direction to the market. We, in closing chair, we commend the National School of, of Government for their partnership with other institutions of knowledge production, this will develop its institutional capacity for the transfer of tactics and, and confidence, knowledge, and it will improve its innovation capacity. The ANC chair support this vote budget. I thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Honorable Plenty. Honorable uh, Tia Plenty. Uh, Honorable Plenty, so we'll move on. 
the board is agreed to the objections of TA, EFF, FF plus uh, are noted. Uh, we'll now uh, move on to vote eight. Uh, uh, I put vote eight, uh, National Treasury. Um, but as I do so, uh, I'll ask uh, Deputy Chairperson of the NCOP, Honorable Lucas, uh, to take over the chair. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Good morning to all the honorable delegates. I have been informed. I put vote eight national treasury, and I have been informed that the following parties would like to make declarations of vote in terms of rule 78, honorable DR Ryder of the DA. Thank you, Deputy Chair. The treasury department's budget vote cannot be supported. The country's debt burden is currently unmanageable, and this is clearly demonstrated by the debt service costs, paying now for the years of state capture, crowding out the ability <clears throat> to meet the ever-growing needs of the population that have become victims of poor government policy and failed execution of government projects. Warnings to focus all possible windfalls into reducing debt fall on deaf ears as the executive demands politically motivated expenditure to cover vanity projects and hide failure. Yet Treasury has admitted their inability to find a solution to the failing and the failure of the local sphere of government. The vote purpose says that Treasury exists to support economic growth and development, good governance, social progress, and, the, and rising living standards. This is not being achieved. The inflation cycle has turned against us, and the cost of living is skyrocketing in the midst of terrifying unemployment. Yet the governance, particularly at local government level, remains poor. There is no solution to strangling Eskom and waterboard legacy debt. There is too much corruption. There are no solutions. And each time we start to scratch, we find a new concern in the Treasury's entities. Following the pension fund investigation by the public protector, colloquially known as the Mostert Report, we have a new case now brought against the FSCA on pension matters. The DBSA is in dire straits and the land bank even worse. And it's just become embroiled in investigations into heavy-handed repossessions of farms where they claim to be that they're there to help farmers. The FIC has managed to create an expansive compliance program for formal whilst opening space for the fly-by-nights and not picking up any of the state capture transactions, erroneous payments to NSFAS students, or large cash transactions related to Ancoli cattle sales. Gray listing hangs over us if we do not take serious action by the end of October. Uber managed to make headlines for all of the wrong reasons, and the PIC is also in the news for suspending its chief operating officer without giving us reasons, while it controls vast investments on behalf of government employees and the unemployed through the UIF. All in all, Treasury, you need to start cleaning up your own room. The most concerning thing to come out of Treasury, though, is the backtrack on the zero-based budgeting project, claiming that it's too tedious and difficult a task, thus allowing the vanity projects of departments to continue. When we should be watching every, spend, every cent that we spend, Treasury has ducked out of its best chance to save South Africa over the long term through a proper reset. There are indeed many bright minds in Treasury, and they must be acknowledged for the hard work that they do. They must, however, do more. The Democratic Alliance, Thank therefore, you. object to this vote. Thank you. 
Thank you, Honorable Ryder. Honorable Karim. Uh, thank you, Chairperson, colleagues, friends. Firstly, uh, much of what Mr. Ryder says doesn't actually deal with national treasury's responsibilities. It's not the presidency or the Department of uh, Monitoring and Evaluation in the presidency. It's actually a specific department. So, for example, he talks about NASPERS that falls under uh, tertiary education. He talks about various other things like, for example, the debt burden and so on. National trade's responsibility is to manage it. Yes, true. But it's many, many other departments. In fact, all departments and, and, and all three spheres of level of government, particularly the provincial and national, which has to actually manage the economy better. Some of the issues are beyond our control. No matter how well you can have a party governing a country like ours, a developing country, we have to struggle like other developing countries had to have, not least, of course, developed countries, but ours, ourselves, the countries of the South, against the uh, COVID. Uh, I mean, that's not something national tragedy created. Against the Ukraine war, uh, the background of that, that's not what national tragedy created. These are international circumstances, as indeed the economic downturn that's followed since then, Chairperson. So on the broader issues that he raises, they deal more with the inadequacies of other departments, but collectively government as a whole. And National Treasury is not some big brother, so to speak, and I use the gendered word in a particular sense because of power relations between men and women. It's actually merely one department of government that has to manage a budget of 30.9 billion, much of which involves transfers to the provincial and local sphere. Really, what we should look at, and he's right, the, issue, the institutes that fall, or the public entities that fall under Treasury, the FSCA, the Financial Sector Conduct Authority, the Land Bank, and the PIC. We had the PIC before us, Chairperson, only two weeks ago. They explained the progress that has been made. As far as we could see, all parties agreed, uh, at least at the meeting, it seemed like that, to the fact that they have been making progress, except that on the one matter that he raises, that too is being addressed. There's an inquiry taking place. There are legal and other processes to address it. The PIC has moved from a space where it was extremely challenged to progress, and it has done so. In fact, it came to the committee last two weeks ago and said, that most, if not all, of the in-party committee recommendations that the PIC had to effect have indeed been effected. No party challenges. There's no evidence to the contrary. So they are making progress, but yes, they should be making greater progress. Finally, on zero-based budgeting, there's strengths and weaknesses to it. It's not a panacea. Parliament itself ultimately must account for the failure of many of these things to happen. Our committee has to actually exercise greater oversight. So the problem isn't just that of Treasury, it's our committee and Parliament as a whole. There are other committees that are affected. Many of the institutes you point to do not, in fact, fall under the portfolio of Treasury. So can't we all get together and be more effective in our oversight? That's the lesson, really. It's a self-critique, not least of Mr. Dennis Ryder, in much of what he says. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable uh, Karim. The vote is agreed to. The objections of the DAE FF, FF Plus are noted. And we will continue. And I now put vote nine, planning, monitoring, and evaluation. And I have also been informed that the following parties would like to make declarations of vote in terms of Rule 78. And I call on the EFF, Honorable T. Apleni. Honorable Apleni. EFF. Honorable Apleni. 
We won't be doing the declaration, Chairperson. Thank you. Who, who will be doing the declaration? They want the EFF are not going to do a declaration. Honorable Ntube. Honorable Ntube. Honorable Ntube. ANC, see Honorable Ntube is not there. Are you there, Honorable Ntube? Honorable Ntube, if he's not there. No, Honorable Ntube is not declaring if the opposition is not doing any declaration. Oh, he's here now. Okay. It seems as if there is a problem with his connectivity. Honorable Ntube, do you want to continue? I, yes, I am. I am here, Honorable Deputy Chairperson. Yes, you may continue. We rise on behalf of the ANC to support the policy vote, planning, monitoring, and evaluation in our state. We're given uh, impetus by a national development plan. These were identified as pillars which will assist the state in tracking and assessing the impact of policy interventions and programs. In the process of monitoring and evaluation, we collect the data that helps shaping of strategic planning, design, and implementation of programs and projects, and the allocation of resources in the poignant manner. This, this, there is a need for a government to assess its progress in a medium term and ensure that departments are aligned to the strategic and annual performance plans. Furthermore, within the framework of cooperative government monitoring and evaluation, are critical oversight tools used by national government to assess the impact of provincial and local spheres of government in fulfilling their constitutional responsibilities. The development of a policy framework on integrated plan to achieve the institutionalization and harmonization of the planning system aid aimed towards improving results is welcome development. The institution, the finalization of the integrated plan framework bill is priority is as the, as the bill provides for, amongst others, the establishment of the institutional framework for a new predictable planning para- paradigm and discipline within and across all spheres of government. Support, support effective monitoring and evaluation of government programs aimed at, at improved service delivery and positive impact on society and provide a continued existence of the National Planning Commission. We look forward to the department releasing a midterm review report of government performance in the midterm strategic framework 2019-2024, which will help us to bolster the evidence that is generated through monthly, biannual, midterm and sectoral reviews with rapid evaluation of key government programs. It is also critically important for the department to codify the experience of government in the course of implementation. And this must be stored in a large-scale tertiary hub that links up the research outputs of various sectors. Honorable Deputy Chairperson, ANC support this budget vote. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Ntube. This vote is agreed to, and we take note of the objections of the DA, the EFF, and the Freedom Front Plus. We will now put vote 10, it's public enterprises. I have been informed that the following parties would like to make a declaration of vote in terms of Rule 78, and we'll immediately give to Honorable Nana. Honorable Nana. Yes. Yes. Where are we now? Honorable Nana. 
We are at voting. We are at Honorable Nana. You cannot also speak to me as if I'm a child, man. Ask me very properly. We are at voting. Voting public enterprises. Stop sleeping. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I, I believe that you want to make a declaration of vote? Yes, yes, yes. Honor. You may continue. You may continue. Honorable Deputy Chairperson, you can't do the same thing and expect this and expect different results. The existence of public enterprises is an embarrassment to our country. It boggles, it boggles one's mind as to how the governing party sees hope and something new that this department will do. We all know the mandate of this department, yet all and literally, I mean all state-owned entities under its wings are a failed cause. <clears throat> I'm sorry. South African Express went under the hammer. SAA limps from one turnaround strategy to another government bailout. The once world-renowned Dinell has lost valuable intellectual property and skilled personnel for greener pastures because the company is not paying their salaries. Alex calls senior executives and board members are accused of theft and underpricing of diamonds mined at, at, at Alexander Bay. The Rechtersfeld community is yet to see benefits emanating from the diamonds, yet a handful is living large at the expense of the people. The ESCOM story, I will not even get into it. Honorable members, state capture aside, the Department of Public Enterprises must shoulder responsibility for the state of, of our SOEs. The DA does not support this budget. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Nana. We will now uh, give to Honorable De Brain. Honorable De Brain. Uh, thank you, Deputy Chair. Deputy Chair, in response to the debate on the public enterprises, the Honorable Minister said, and I quote, to fix a broken institution takes time, courage, and bold leadership, close quote. Now, Deputy Chair, with regards to time, I think it is safe to say that the people of South Africa has given this department more than enough time and patience, and not to mention money, to fix this broken institution. But as a, a result of the lack of courage and bold leadership, that time was wasted and the patience has been run out. Secondly, the Honorable Minister must admit that it was the ANC government that broke this institution and not the past or the opposition or whatever excuses they come up with. The fact remains that it's the ANC government that stole this department and institution into the ground. And you cannot be shocked that no one has any faith left in this department. As we said here today, we are again suffering under load shedding. After years of promises that this department will do anything in its power to resolve the issue at ESCOM, to ensure the supply of sustainable power, and the same promises were made, were made with the NEL and ESCOM <coughs> um, and so forth. And Honorable Chair, the people of South Africa are on fools. They don't believe in empty promises anymore. They and we as opposition know that this budget will not be implemented in the best interest of South Africans, as the ANC has shown us over the years. And the Freedom Front Plus will not be accepting this budget. Thank you. 
Thank you, Honorable Debrain. We will now call on Honorable Arnolds to continue with his declaration. Uh, Deputy Chairperson, we rejected this budget vote when it was debated earlier, and we feel uh, we need to re-emphasize our position on the uselessness of the minister and his department. As the EFF, we note the directionless leadership of the minister and his department on all state-owned entities which are failing due to political interference, corruption, and mismanagement, to name just a few. Instead of ensuring that SOCs are well-run, effective, and efficient, the minister's only mission is to privatize SOCs to benefit white-owned companies. Mr. Jamnandas has destroyed ESCOM beyond its initial stage of being an ESCOM which provides energy to our people. One of our most prized SOEs has become the joke of the country with blackouts every other day. Mr. Godan has single-handedly destroyed the South African airways and has even gone so far as to sell it to people that are not known, not even to Treasury. The now too has been stripped to the bone under the nose of Mr. Zamnandas. Under the leadership of this department, our country's state-owned entities has gone down the drain and are instead used for cadre deployment and jobs for pals. We have witnessed SOEs in the hands of an incompetent government of load shedding and mismanagement. The promise of job creation by the government through SOCs has resulted in massive job losses and retrenchments. As the economic freedom fighters, we condemn the incompetence and corruption of the ANC and we reject this vote. Thank you. We will continue and we call an Honorable Bibi to, uh, to make a declaration. Okay, thank you very much, Chairperson, uh, Deputy Chairperson. Uh, the ANC supports policy vote 10 of the Department of Public Enterprise. The policy vote is fundamentally to enabling the state-owned enterprise to fully realize the priority in the actions of the economic restructuring and recovery plan. For instance, Chairperson, this policy vote seeks to support the restructuring of Denel's core capabilities from five divisions into three. One, engineering, two, manufacturing, and three, maintenance, in line with the priority intervention of the revitalization of the defense and aerospace industry as the catalyst to economic growth and industrialization through localization. The policy vote will definitely crowd in the critical skills that Denel requires to jumpstart its restructured business uh, uh, modes and subsequently 
execute the contracts worth 11 billion currently as its disposal. Honorable Deputy Chairperson, the work of the Presidential SOE's Council in, is independent on the success of the policy vote. As of now, the Presidential SOE's Council has made valuable recommendations that have helped greatly to restore the SOEs to health, as well as make them more efficient and competitive, accountable, and sustainable. For instance, Deputy Chairperson, Transnet has developed strategic partnerships with the private sector uh, players to limit the multiple inefficiencies that constrain economic activity in the ports and railway networks. Moreover, Chairperson, this strategic will enhance private sector investment in infrastructure to augment capacity, equipment, and productivity in the ports and rail network. More importantly, progress is already underway as most of these strategic partnerships are set to be concluded before the end of the 2022 and 23 financial year, which is a good sign that establishing public-private partnerships as pronounced in the economic restructuring and recovery plan is not elusive. Furthermore, Deputy Chairperson, this policy vote will beyond doubt support the restructuring of the South African Airways to ensure that the national airlines continue to explore additional services and lucrate market for sustainability in line with the ANC-led government goal of having a financial viability national airline that can be profitable volatility. In conclude, Chairperson, the Select Committee is committed into ensuring that the strategic partnership uh, forged between the SOEs and the private sectors do not leave the labor unions behind because such partnerships are intended to create more jobs rather than automate work. I thank you, Chairperson. Uh, the African National Congress support this vote. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Vivi. I have been informed that there is a wish to call for a division. Can we add a call for a division? We call for a division, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Labskakhni. We need... Why are you calling for division? We, we need four delegates to support the call for a division. Can I add a Honorable Brotese. Fasser, Honorable Sileko, and the fourth Anna. one is the fourth on, uh, Honorable C.F. Bayer Smith. So, Mr. Karim's hands also up to support the call. The division having been called, I will now allow a 15 second window to delegates who are outside the virtual platform to join the house. 15 second. I, we had, we will now continue and proceed to the voting on the question. And the question is that the vote be agreed to. So delegates who vote in favor should please raise their hands and keep your hands raised. As soon as the table have concluded the count, 
they will they will lower all ends to prepare for the next Jadu, I saw you on the platform. Yes, Likanyana, we take note of your vote. Vote in favor. We take note of your vote yeah. on the Likanyana. Benjamin from the Eastern Cape in favor. There's an option there. Mm. Zander Mela, can you please? So, uh, we noted those that call out. Deputy Chair, Deputy Chair, yes. Honorable yes. Conloy from the Northern Cape in favor. Yes, uh, thank you, Osses. We we take, we take note. No, there is there are checks and balances in place, Honorable Nana. You don't have to worry. The table will make sure that they definitely uh, make sure that there is not an overvote. If if the vote the count is complete, the table can lower the hands. Thank, thank you very much. Let okay. me just yes. Honorable BB has just written to me and said the system has kicked her out, so she's voting in favor of the bill. Yes, the doors are closed. While she was voting, the system kicked her out. It's fine. We take note. Is uh, we've got very competent presiding officers here, so we have now the these delegates that are voting against, should please raise their hands and keep their hands raised. As soon as the count is, the count is completed, the table will lower their hands. We will now go to the next vote. Delegates who wish to abstain should please raise their hands now. I don't see any, which means the count is completed. The table will lower all ends and we will be finished with the results. The result is as follows. Those in favor is 38, those against is 18, and those that abstain is zero. We have concluded with vote 10. I'm sorry, we are using the same gadgets for all the work that we are doing. So we will continue with vote 11, public service and administration. 
and I have been informed that the following parties would like to make declarations of vote in terms of Rule 78. And we are once again calling on Honorable Apleni of the EFF. Thank you very much, Chair. I will be taking uh, Honorable Apleni's debate with Honorable Matebula. Honorable Matebula, you may continue. Thank you very much, Chair. Honorable Chairperson, the Economic Freedom Fighters reject the public administration proposed budget. We reject this proposed budget for the same reason we rejected the previous proposed budget. Even if the ruling party refused to admit it, the economic freedom fighters were correct about the current, the current state of collapse and incapacity of public service. The EFF has always told you that South Africa is a developed state, yet we currently stand as an incapable state which does not have the capacity to respond to a pandemic like the COVID-19 pandemic or floods in Natal. The state has no capacity to rebuild roads in Itequin municipality to deliver water to the affected areas in Umlazi, Phoenix, Pound Town, and other affected areas. And because of the incapacity of the state, our people in Natal are still waiting for water, electricity, sanitation, and health service weeks after the floods. For the public service to be of service of its citizens, it must have its own capacity. And this is going to start by building state capacity and insourcing of workers. We must train public servants, public servants to be dependable, and the National School of Government must build its own capacity. Unless we recognize public service according to this implementable proposal, we will not suppose this budget as the EFF. Thank you very much, Chair. Thanks, you, Honorable Matebula, and welcome back. We will now call on the ANC, Honorable Mushodi. Chairperson? Yes, Honorable Moana. That's vote 11, that's me. Vote 11, yes. Public Service and Administration, you may continue. Thank you, Chair. Uh, allow me, on behalf of the African National Congress, to throw our weight uh, behind the uh, the support of uh, public service and administration vote 11, uh, because uh, of the critical role that the department is playing in terms of establishing norms and standards in the public service across all spheres. Uh, two, uh, we need to uh, ensure that the department fast track the finalization of the public service and administration amendment bill and also the public service uh, uh, amend, uh, amendment uh, bill. Uh, the department also has to ensure that the regulations of public service at both provincial and local government level is adhered to. We also support this vote because of uh, uh, the commitment it has around lifestyle audits in the public service. Uh, particularly to ensure that uh, <clears throat> this lifestyle audits uh, ensure there is transparency and also curb the plight of corruption. We welcome the implementation of this in our provincial governments. However, we also know that other provinces 
are a bit slow in terms of uh, a movement on this aspect. Honorable House Chair, we have working tirelessly to fight corruption in local and provincial government and hope that all governments and municipalities will cooperate. And the department should ensure uniformity in terms of implementation of lifestyle orders in the public service uh, across all spheres, across all arms of state. More so, local government is the sphere closest to our citizens and corrupts practices in the public service prohibits effective service delivery, which South Africans needs, such as access to water, electricity, and proper sanitation. We therefore welcome that during the NCOP provincial week, provinces clearly illustrated their intentions to ensure that there is better service delivery. We therefore also commend the department for launching the public service administration ethics, integrity, and disciplinary technical assistance units to improve ethical and anti-corruption policy and to strengthen ethical infrastructure, discipline management, and synchronization of all three levels of public administration. Honorable Deputy Chair, corruption and poor performance prohibit South Africans' access to better services, and the ANC government is fighting corruption in all its manifestation. We therefore support vote 11. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Moima. This vote is agreed to. The objections of the DA, EFF, and Freedom Front Plus are noted. I will now put vote 12, Public Service Commission, and I have been informed that the following parties would like to make declarations of vote in terms of Rule 78. It's Honorable T. Apleni of the EFF, or his delegated person, EFF. If there is none, Deputy Chairperson, we are not doing a declaration on this one. No declaration from the EFF uh, ANC. Honorable House Chair, as the ANC, we are also on this one. Are you going to make a declaration? No, we are not making a declaration on this one. So this vote is also agreed to. So the objections of the DA EFF and Freedom Front Plus are noted. I will now put vote 13, public works and infrastructure. I have been informed that the following parties would like to make declarations of vote in terms of rule 78, public works and infrastructure. We will then call on Honorable De Bruyne, FF Plus. Uh, thank you, Deputy Chief. Deputy Chief, public works and infrastructure has become known for the bottomless pit where money goes to disappear over the past decades. And it is highly unlikely that the so-called new anti-corruption corruption forum will bring about any changes. The funds being spent on this forum could, have been, could rather have been spent on infrastructure that could have bettered the lives of South Africans. But instead, this department has fallen to a point where corruption takes priority over the needs of South Africans. The Bridget, during the budget vote debates, countless examples of, departments, of this department's failures were voiced, only to be dismissed by the minister we rather shifted the blame to everyone and everything rather than taking the responsibility and admitting the failures of a department. Surely not a prime example of leadership. Deputy Chair, as I've said before, how can we in good conscience support this budget for new infrastructure and so forth when the current infrastructure can't even be maintained? No budget will, will solve the incompetence of this department and throwing more money on the problem won't solve it. It will only lead to more corruption. Therefore, the Freedom Front Plus rejects this budget. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable De Bruyne. 
EFF, EFF, Honorable Apleni, or is delegated? No, we, no, we reject uh, without declaration. Thank you. Then we will continue. Uh, ANC, it is Honorable Mushodi that is indicated here. Thank you very much, Deputy Chairperson. The ANC support the appropriation bill for public works infrastructure vote number 13. This vote is occurring in a critical conjecture when the country requires reversing the triple challenge of poverty, inequality, and unemployment. The department and its entity have a critical developmental role to play in ensuring local development in provinces and cities. The department is playing a critical role through making land available for the housing of recent victims of the flood in KZN and part of the Eastern Cape. It is part of the technical team which are involved in assessing the rebuilding of affected infrastructure in those provinces. The economy of those affected areas and provinces must be restored on Chairperson. Infrastructure South Africa will engage in the number strategic infrastructure project, such as the development of small harbor in provinces on the coast. This project created direct and indirect job and will contribute to the livelihood of small fishing communities. Recently, these small fishing communities were granted license for fishing, which ensure the economic viability of such communities. Over the next three years, the department will ensure the building of bridges in different provinces, which will improve the lives of ordinary South Africans and contribute to economic development. Honorable Chairperson, there must be development of the entity which reports to the department during this financial year. PMTE must optimize the government property portfolio and ensure the development of a property register. The repurposing of the IDT as an agency of development is critical for delivery of infrastructure project. Honorable Chairperson, the EPWP program has employed nearly 1 million people per annum and over the MTEF, it will reach its target of employing 5 million people. This is certainly an important achievement in elevating the plight of the poor and unemployment. This program has been budgeted in this financial year and must be taken to forward. Part of the program which required to be developed is the skills development program, which is geared towards creating artisans and entrepreneurs. The select committee will ensure that there is implementation of programs and projects through effective oversight will ensure that social transformation okay. As the ANC, we support the vote number 13. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson Kielebo. Uh, Kielebo, Honorable Mushodi, this vote is agreed to. The objections of the DA, EFF, and the Freedom Front Plus are noted. I will now put, put vote 14 statistics South Africa. I don't see any indication of people that want to make declarations of vote. So we will agree. The vote is then agreed to. And we take note of the objections of the DA, EFF, and Freedom Front Plus. I will now put vote 15. It's traditional affairs. And I have been informed that the following parties would like to make declarations of vote. 
in terms of Rule 78, and I call on Honorable Zandamela of the EFF. Honorable Zandamela. Thank you, uh, Deputy Chairperson. Uh, the economic freedom fighters reject the budget vote uh, for traditional affairs. The majority of our people subscribe with institutions of uh, traditional leaders, and as such, the government should give full recognition on the role of traditional leaders. The government should therefore be working hand in hand with traditional leaders on diverse issues, which include rural development and the ab abolishment of cultural practices, which promote and tolerate gender discrimination. Yet this department has failed to take any initiatives to this regard and there has been no uh, tangible evidence which demonstrates its interest to do so. We therefore reject this budget of the department which fails to give full recognition to traditional leaders in this country. I thank you, Deputy Chair. Thank you, Honorable Zandamela. We will now call on the Honorable Hadebe of the IFP. Honorable Chairperson, the IFP remains highly concerned about the legal action taken to involve traditional leaders in formal government structures. The Constitution recognizes the role of traditional leaders, and Section 213 specifically states that national legislation may provide for a role for traditional leadership as an institution at local levels on matters affecting local communities. Traditional leaders speak on behalf of millions of South Africans, and they cannot play second fiddle in the developmental agenda. The government continues to make lofty promises on the need to involve traditional leaders. Yet we see very little action taken to fulfill these promises. The IFP has consistently called for the strengthening of cooperation between traditional leaders and formal gov governance structures and we will continue to demand such cooperation. We need to see clear commitments and actual involvement of these traditional leaders, not just promises. In the president's speech on the presidency's budget vote, he emphasized that the presidency sought to engage with traditional leaders to address specific challenges, including on the issue of land, but again failed to provide any detail on such engagement. We submit the government is simply paying lip service to this commitment. The IFP furthermore remains highly alarmed by the recent reports of the murders of traditional leaders in Wazulu Natal, and we call on government to stop ignoring the reality of the situation and to take action. These brutal killings of traditional leaders require agent intervention and action from government. The safety of these leaders and the communities they serve must be a priority. The IFP will continue to demand justice for these senseless killings, and we will continue to demand the government to fulfill its duties to traditional communities and their leaders. I thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Nadebe. I will now call on Honorable Malika from the ANC. Uh, thank you, Deputy Chairperson. The ANC support vote 15. Deputy Chairperson, the historical mission of the ANC 
is the liberation of blacks in general and Africans in particular. We seek to achieve this by building a non-racial, non-sexist and um, democratic society. The role of traditional institution must be located within the context of the society trans Trans, transitioning from the reins of the colonial apartheid towards a national democratic society. Significant strides have been made since the promalgamation of the traditional and coincident leadership act three of 2019, which provides for the recognition of traditional and coincident and coincident communities establishment of provincial and local houses of traditional and Coincent leaders and the development of customary law. Traditional institutions are a micro are a microcosm of indigenous communities, and often what we see in, in this institution becomes a reality of these communities. It is in this context that we seek stability in traditional institutions through the revolution of succession disputes in royal families. The benefit of this is that it lays the basis for greater social cohesion in our communities. Traditional leaders have a greater role to play in building social cohesion in our communities and fighting against social ills such as gender-based violence and femicide, alcohol and substance abuse, and xenophobic tendencies. Traditional leaders have a greater role in the socio-economic transformation of our society. In some rural and indigenous communities, they still shape community development around issues of land use management, special planning and water use management. The ANC as an organization that was founded through the voice of traditional leaders is at the forefront of ensuring that their perspectives I heard and our municipality council councils, this is central in the reversal of apartheid spatial planning, which uh, relegated the rural spaces into the periphery of uh, mainstream economic development. The picture person, the ANC welcomes the perspective to develop customary law. This is important because despite centuries of colonial apartheid, which attacked and suppressed indigenous knowledge systems and African world views in continuous to reflect many facts of African life. This will give further, this will give further impetus to the transformation of our legal system and its institutions. The ANC support the policy vote. Thank you, uh, Honorable Malika. I was just on the brink of stopping you, but you concluded. This vote is agreed to, and the objections of the DA, EFF, and Freedom Front Plus are noted. I will now put vote 16, basic education. And I have been informed that the following parties would like to make declarations of vote in terms of Rule 78. And I will now call on Honorable Christians of the DA. Honorable Christians. Thank you, Honorable Deputy Chair. South Africa has one of the most unequal school systems in the world, with 85% of schools attended by learners poorly funded and dysfunctional. 
keeping the children of this country in unrelenting inequality, poverty, and indignity. Recently, we heard from the Minister of Higher Education that 94% of learners who start grade one did not reach or enter the, high, the higher education system. Additionally, four out of 10 learners who start school do not finish school, and a reported 50% dropout before they even complete matric. The Department of Education has no retention mechanisms in place, and this will continue to exacerbate the more than 3.3 million youth not in employment, education, or training. The department seems unable to eradicate pit toilets in schools. School infrastructure across the country remains dilapidated and in perpetual construction, despite millions spent every financial year on infrastructure. Teacher vacancies remain high, despite millions being spent on the Funza Lusaka Bursary. Classrooms are overcrowded and schools are certainly not safe spaces for the majority of learners in this country. Additionally, the Bella Bill poses a huge threat to the education system as it endeavors to remove the powers of school governing bodies and centralize power to politicians and officials. It will place a heavier administrative burden on teachers. It removes the powers of the community to determine their language policies and does not adequately consider online homeschooling. The repeated failure of the Department of Education to address these issues is not only a matter of accountability, but also has dire consequences for the future of millions of young people, as well as the future of this country. The Democratic Alliance objects to this vote. I thank you, Deputy Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Christians. Honorable De Bruyne of the Freedom Front Plus. Thank you, Deputy Chair. Deputy Chair, as I've said before, I welcome the fact that the department acknowledges the importance of developing the skills needed in South Africa from a young age. But acknowledging the problem and increasing the budget, unfortunately, doesn't solve the problems that basic education are facing. Realistic steps need to be taken. Unlike the proposed variable that seeks to terminate the functionality and inputs of school governing boards and the communities and placing it in the hands of the head of the Department of Education. The bridge we have learned from the past that politicizing education is not in the best interest of our learners. The youth of South Africa doesn't need politics. They need decent schools and infrastructure. They need quality education and a safe environment. They need a curriculum and standards that will empower them to uplift themselves in the future. But instead of addressing those needs, this department rather focuses on politics. The Bridge it is clear that this department is failing in its mandate to provide access to basic education for all. And it is also clear that this department is putting political agendas before the needs of our youth. And therefore, we as the opposition, and the country as a whole, has no faith that this department will utilize this budget in the best interest of our youth. The Freedom Front Plus rejects this budget. Thank you. We continue and we call on Honorable Celine Tuli of the EFF to continue with the declaration. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. EFF uh, rejects this budget vote as we did before. The Department of Basic Education has time and time again proven their incompetency in educating our people. Challenges relating to infrastructure in our schools, overcrowded classrooms, shortage of teachers, all still remain a problem with no tangible plan in place to ever see the end of them. In Guazunatal, Chairperson, they still exist schools 
uh, with pit toilets and classrooms uh, structures that have uh, asbestos. Till today, there are schools in KwaZulu-Natal that are without water and electricity, which makes the teaching and learning a difficult task. In the Eastern Cape Chaperson, there still exist much structures and there is no hope or light for these schools. Teach, teachers' assistants are still struggling with uh, receiving their salaries. There still exists a large shortage of mathematics and science teachers, especially in our rural uh, schools at Chaperson, which remain ignored and forgotten. In Wazunatal Chaperson schools, that were affected by floods months ago still have no, not received any assistance. The department has no plan to ensure that provinces align its plans to national uh, priorities and capacity. And for, the, for those reasons, Shepherdson will reject this budget. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Lutuli. We will now call on Honorable Nchabalang of the ANC. Um. Thanks, uh, Deputy Chair. We support the budget vote 16 on basic education because schools are critical institutions which play a critical role in the development of children and the youth. As an apex president of the ANC government, education receives the highest budget allocation in provinces except for Gauteng and the Western Cape. To address poverty, unemployment, and inequality, Building human capabilities has significant benefits in empowering citizens for self-liberation. Provincial departments of education working with the national department work closely with the provincial and national departments of social development to conclude the early childhood development migration from social development to basic education. As the African National Congress we are confident that this migration will lay a solid and firm foundation for our education system as this space of cognitive development for children has a lifelong impact. Through this budget vote, the department will continue to provide the support for key policies which alleviate poverty to create the equal opportunities for poor and vulnerable students, such as the nutrition program, which ensures that no learner lands with an empty stomach and the scholar transport program, which in the main supports learners in rural provinces who without will have to walk kilometers just to get to schools. The success of learners in our education system is impacted by various factors, uh, which the department has developed policies for various needs. Um, the critical aspect with which the national department uh, working with provinces should continue to strengthen is the efficient and effective implementation of programs to meet those objectives. We are not amused, Deputy uh, Chairperson, by opposition parties which reject the appropriation of votes to provide services which are also a public good. This rejection is a clear indication that they do not appreciate the role they need to play in ensuring that the department delivers on its mandate which responds to the right to education. We are confident as the African National Congress that we are indeed in a, in a trajectory uh, of improving our education and teaching teaching and learning outcomes. Uh, thank you, Deputy Chair. Honorable Nchabaleng, I have further been informed that there is a wish to call for a division on the site of the DA. 
the dear question. Thank you, Honorable Aukam. Can we now, if this division supported by at least four delegates? Are You can hear that there is a problem with the general support. Passer support. Passer support. Passer support. Passer support. Passer support. Thank you. Let me just. Uh, so there is a division that they've been called, and I will now call. The, uh, will now allow a 15 second window. The delegates who are outside the virtual platform to join the house, and I start counting. Thousand and one. Thank you. We will continue now with the voting. And the question is that the vote be agreed to. Delegates who vote in favor should please raise their hands and keep your hands raised. Honorable Chair, from Limpopo vote in favor. Alikanyana, we take note. The table will lower the ends if the count is com completed. Delegates who want to vote against should please raise their hands now and keep your hands raised and until the table will lower your hands. I'm trying to put in my uh, I'm voting against all right okay sir Noted, Honorable Mutamai. Uh, I'm sure that they Chair, have I'm voting against Lee. Who is this? Lee. Lee. Yes, I don't see you here, so you, uh, we take note. Mm. We just wait for the table to lower the ends if the, when the counting is completed. Chair, it's Honorable Kelly again, KZN. Honorable BP was kicked out again when she was about to vote. Thank you, Honorable oh, And she's, she's um, voting for. Thank you, Honorable Kelly. We take note of that. We will now continue to delegates who want to abstain should please raise their hands. Honorable Chairperson, just on a point of order. Yes, Chairperson, Honorable, 
Honorable Chelly cannot vote on behalf of Honorable Bibi if Honorable Bibi is not on the platform. It, it cannot happen. I don't think I don't think I want to con- to con- to repeat. That is already in the beginning. The chap the chairperson made the announcement as to if someone is kicked out, how it's going to be dealt with. So the all what the table is doing is to make sure that they actually determine whether it is like that or not, and then they take the vote into account. I have already requested advocate to look into that specific issue. So I think we have addressed it earlier. I think I, I think we have addressed it earlier, Honorable Okam. Thank you, Chairperson. Yeah, the point is just that Honorable Bibi was not on the platform when the division was called and when the 15-second bells rang. She was not on the platform. And Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Bibi was on the platform. Can I have order Honorable Bibi was on the platform, which is a problem with load shedding. We have, we have requested, when the first time this thing arises, I have requested Advocate Pindela to look into that issues. And if at all himself, he cannot con- uh, confirm that she was on the platform then, he will filter or fill in or filter out. I don't, it's not necessary for members to fight. The checks and balances is in place. We have addressed that issue. Can I just say that is the, how I rule on this issue? The table need to make sure, and they are capable of doing that. They need to make sure whether the person was kicked out during voting or not, and then filter in or out. Can we can we accept that? Can we accept that? Yes. Honorable Chairperson, yes, we can. I fully agree with you, and we abide by your decision on that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. So we will now ask those that want to abstain from voting, Honorable Labaskarni, are you abstaining from voting? Or what is happening? Or is it a legacy end? If it is a legacy end, we will then ignore it. We are now at the as basic education, eh? and there was a, a call for a division. Let me just get the results. So there it is now. 32 in favor and 22 against and zero abstentions. That is the result of vote 16, basic education. We will now continue and proceed to the to the next uh, vote, and that is vote 17, higher education and training. And I have been informed that the following parties would like to make declaration of votes. In terms of Rule 78, Honorable Lutuli, Honorable Lutuli. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson, the Economic Freedom Fighters rejects the budget for higher education. We reject the budget of the department, which continues to fill the needs of our students. We reject a minister who has constantly demonstrated a hatred for Black students across the country. Year in and year out, our students uh, in institutions of higher learning embark on daily protests over the same issues. Lack of access to institution, racism, costly tuitions, and accommodation fees. This, de- this department also ignores needs of staff uh, components at this uh, institution. The University of uh, Johannesburg, for instance, has no 
consideration for people with disability in their staff complement. While males and females are still, um, while uh, white males and females are still overrepresented um, at the profession level. At the University of Free State, accommodation provided is not suitable for gender non-confirming students and staff. At the University of Stellenbosch, racism remains a problem. And the challenge faced by the students at civet colleges, such as access to accommodation and safety, go by ignored chairperson. To this day, the department has not conducted any meaningful work in transforming uh, the higher education space. As such, the EFF rejects this budget. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Lutuli, Honorable Ngozi of the ANC. Thank you very much, um, Honorable Deputy Chairperson. The ANC rises to support the higher education and training budget vote 17, which responds to our skills development needs and higher education and training. Through this vote, the department will be able to support all poor students to access universities and colleges. The introduction of fee-free higher education policy has resulted in a rapid increase of budget vote, but this has led to a skewed distribution to mainly universities. We welcome the work the ministry is doing to develop a policy to support students from the missing middle strata who cannot sustain affordability of higher education despite not being poor. This places to the fore the importance of regulation university fees as this inversely impacts the budget allocation and vulnerability of the missing middle strata. The economic uh, reconstruction recovery plan development strategy is an important policy to align our skills development with immediate, with immediate economic needs to support economic development and economic growth. The skills and development need mismatch have, mismatch have, re have resulted in many graduates being unemployable or in saturated skills sectors leading to unemployment. The department should continue to address the skills economy, economy mismatch to ensure students acquire education and skills which will enable them to be integrated in the economy and, and education training which adapts to the changing world. Through the sector tra education training authorities, the department has expanded training opportunities for students and graduates. The department should continue to support the CITAS to ensure good cooperative, corporate governance and mass, massification of training opportunities to address the problem of youth unemployment, particularly for youth not in education or employment and training. Honorable members, a rejection of this vote, of this budget vote, is a rejection of fee-free higher education. It is a rejection of skills development opportunities. The African National Congress supports this budget vote as it responds to the ANC manifesto commitment of the ANC of expanding access to the higher education for the poor because we know that education is a weapon for liberation. I thank you, Honorable Deputy Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Nkosi. This vote is agreed to.
The objections of DAE, F and Freedom Front Plus are noted. I will now put vote 18. That is held. I have been informed that the following parties would like to make declarations of vote in terms of Rule 78. And I will now call on Honorable Baha of the DA to make his declaration. Should I proceed, Chair? Please do, Honorable Baha. Thank you. Um, Chairperson, Deputy Chair, um, this is the declaration from the Democratic Alliance. Honorable Chair, <clears throat> the Department of Health is going through a lot of challenges that require urgent attention from the ministry. Firstly, it is important to note the outcry that Dr. Tim DeMeyer uh, speaking out against the poor conditions at the hospital, which he said directly caused the deaths and disability of children. Um, he's uh, working at Rahima Musa Hospital in Gauden. The scanner in Christian Hospital has been broken for three months now. Toilets not operational because the local reservoir was running low. Dr. Demeyer ended up being suspended, but was then reinstated because of huge pressure uh, put by colleagues, the South African Medical Association and other entities. It is this how the government protects those that expose the rot in this country? How do we expect to fix issues when those who expose them get punished? There, there is a growing uh, concern with emergency medical services staff, where ambulances are stripped and staff um, robbed. Some um, robbed at gunpoint while trying to, say, to resuscitate a patient in Bumala. I want to call on the ministry to find ways of providing uh, protection to people who put their lives on the line in helping others. The department needs to forge working relations with the Department of Community Safety and Police to ensure the security of the staff while at work. The SIU probe found that 2,803 um, of 5,467 deals worth 14.3 billion were improper. This is during the COVID-19 um, period. It would be of high importance that we get a sense of how far the investigations have gone on this matter. It cannot be that there is no thorough progress on such a huge irregular expenditure. As the Democratic Alliance, we have always made a call to do away with COVID-19 restrictions and, and celebrate that South Africa can now go back to normal and focus on fixing our economy. We need to build a system that will respond to the aftermath um, of the pandemic and equally deal with other health matters in the same breath as we did to COVID-19. We need an integrated, all-inclusive healthcare system that will cater uh, to other health challenges, such as HIV, TB, and mental health holistically. Um, with that said, Chairperson, um, the, this budget will not do that. And therefore, the DA objects to this vote. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Baha. We now call on Honorable Selindi Lelutuli on behalf of the Economic Freedom Fighters. Thank you, Deputy uh, Chairperson. Uh, Deputy Chairperson, the Economic Freedom Fighters reject the budget on health. 
We are here today, three years since the COVID pandemic struck us, it exposed that we have no public health system to speak of in this country. Uh, Deputy Chairperson, over 80% of uh, people in this country do not have medical insurances and, and are therefore dependent on public health. This budget today indicates uh, that there is no appreciation of the depth of the root in the public health system. We have a subplot which is in a constant state of lies and deception. SAPRA is dead set against approving vaccine developed by companies from Russia and China. They are gambling with the health of our people in their pursuit for functional uh, scientific uh, preferences. Under the leadership of, the, of this department, infants are dying. New mothers are dying. Patients are starving in hospitals. We have a shortage of doctors and nurses while thousands sit at home unemployed. Hospitals are burning. Equipments in artificial hospitals are still, still being, uh, hospitals isn't being serviced or replaced when damaged. Women continue coming to hospital with healthy pregnancies and live with a, a disabled uh, children because you have ran out our public health care system to the ground. This budget is a business as usual type of an arrangement by government that has no clue of what we are dealing with. The EFF will never legitimize this department and its lazy minister. For those reasons, uh, Deputy Chairperson will reject this budget. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Lutuli, Honorable Gillian of the ANC. Deputy Chairperson, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. The African National Congress rises to echo its unequivocal support for the budget vote 18, as presented by the Honorable Minister Pashla. The department's health interventions since the advent of COVID-19 have been aimed at curbing the spread of the virus while reducing death cases. Globally, COVID-19 has claimed over 6 million lives. And while the end of the pandemic, as we've known it, approaches, the importance of efficient health systems has never been more pronounced. As the ANC, we are persuaded by the principles of bringing about equity and justice in healthcare. We have a such pronounced on the necessity of universal health care coverage in the form of the NHI that is before the National Assembly Portfolio Committee. It is impossible to achieve full justice without the equal opportunity to access quality health care by all South Africans, regardless of the class. The past few years have seen government and various stakeholders robustly deliberate under different perspectives as it relates to the finalization of the NHI bill. It is as such one of our responsibilities to provide leadership and direction on the topic. The point of departure being the necessity to advocate for the required reform in the health sector towards the attainment of equitable access to health care in its lifetime. Providing health care services is essentially about integrated health systems, health infrastructure and financing. 
Therefore, the proposed budget vote prioritizes strengthening primary health care as a first point of reference for access to the health system, working with provincial departments on expanding health infrastructure across the country and preparing for the implementation sorry, of the NHI rollout. This is in light of its expected ability to pull financial resources and allocate health resources in an equitable way, acknowledging the impact that the pandemic has had on the health system, we are encouraged because it has also presented an opportunity for the department to expand its streets um, through access to improve the health facilities and the uptake of clinical and non-clinical healthcare workers. The ANC support budget 18. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable uh, Gillian. We have now uh, received notice that there will be a call for a division from the site of the D. Can we first have the call for the division? Yeah. Did you have Yes, the call for the division is there. Can we now have four members that support the call for yeah, the division? Good Lord, Chairperson. Lond Smith, Nana, and Michalakas. So there is now a call for the division supported by four delegates. And now we will go to the voting. We will proceed to the voting on the question. But before we go to the voting, I will allow a 15-second window for delegates who are outside the virtual platform to join the Yes, we have uh, 15 seconds of lapse. We will now proceed to the voting on the question. And the question is that the vote be agreed to. So delegates who vote in favor can now raise their hands. Keep your hands raised. And uh, after the count is complete, the table will lower all hands to prepare for the next vote. Person, uh, BB vote in favor. Thank you. Thank you. You are here. Properly. Thank I you, Honorable Chair. Lekhanya is from improper voting favor. Lekhanya. Lekhanya. Yes, thank you. So, David. Assist. Honorable Zandamela, how do you sound like that, Tokolosi of Lainpan? I don't hear you clearly. Honorable Jadu, favor. Thank you, Odovala Jadu. Yes, you are one of the people that we don't see on the system. Thank you. If the count is complete, the table will lower the hands and then we will go to the next vote. Then now, can we go to all delegates who vote against and I request them to raise their hands? Yeah. 
is keep your hands raised, the table will lower them as soon as the vote has been concluded. The count has been concluded. Can the table lower the hands? The, the hands have been lowered. We will now call on delegates who wish to abstain to please raise their hands. I don't see any. Let me just get the let me just get the outcome. The outcome of this is vote on a half is in favor is 37. And against this 32, there is no abstentions. Honorable members, I will now suspend the proceedings for 30 minutes. And then we will be back after 30 minutes, which means we will be back more or less 25 to 2. Thank you. Recording stopped. Thank you.